I show. thought this was disturbing. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Thursday, March 22nd, 2012. Time for Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 393. This is No Agenda. Working hard on suppressing my brief reactive psychosis here at Camp Mofo in the capital of the Drone Star State, Austin Tejas. In the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where if you read the interwebs, the world's coming to an end. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. In the morning. <laughs> it is indeed. And uh, that's uh, always a great way to kick off the show. But you know, the world's <laughs> coming to an end. It's all yes. over, folks. Yeah, we're all going to die. <clears throat> ah, there you go. Yeah. And hey, we had a huge monster storm here. Did you follow that thing? No, why would I? I don't care. Oh, uh, it was like... That's probably the one that was in Hawaii if you, uh, like, about a week and a half ago that my wife and, and Jay got nailed by. It was, uh, well, it was national news. And, uh, you know, there were trucks It wasn't over. national news here. Yeah, it was. You just no, it wasn't. You just weren't watching the national news. It was, uh, you know, it was pretty big. We had tornadoes Wait. in uh, San Antonio. Ooh. San Antonio. San Antonio. Yeah, and I keep having to tell Miss Mickey, it's like, no, tornadoes, it doesn't work in the mountains. We're on a hill. Yeah, no, they don't. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Very well up there. No, it doesn't work. But uh, the lake went up like uh, five feet. It was pretty good. Did? Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> because of the rain, John. Why? Because? Why? Because we had plenty of rain. Yeah. Five feet? Well, you got five feet of rain? No, but what happens is if it rains uh, uh, up in northwest Texas, then everything flows down here. Uh, we needed it. We're like we're like thirty feet low or something like that. Yeah, you guys, you guys need to get some of those Bermuda roofs and some other things. They always have droughts, and Texas is a mess. And you talk to people about, you know, in Bermuda they have a, a roofing system. <laughs> yeah, we've discussed this many times. No, we've discussed it once, and it was like Several three, times. four years ago. Several, yeah, and I remember it well. Well, have you thought about getting a roof like that? Probably illegal. No, it's not illegal here, in fact. Not in Texas. Why don't people do it? Uh, some of my neighbors do. I mean, we're just renting here, so I don't feel like enhancing this guy's well, house. You know, it's also an expensive proposition. It's, yeah, as nice as he is. No, we got a guy who has a, a whole uh, rain-catching system. In fact, yeah. no, in fact, I know two neighbors who have that. Oh. Yeah. No, no. And, and, you know, then uh, I'm the guy that I'm just doing the armory and communications. Uh, the, the, those goes. Those guys do water and food and everything else. I just take care of the guns and the and the comms. That's my job. <laughs> hey, in the morning to you, John C. Dvorak. In the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all ships at sea, boots on the ground, and feet in the air. Hey, chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. In the morning to you. Good to see the human resources all lined up, ready to go, charged up. And depleting your $9.2 million value over your entire lifetime. Thank you for joining us. We do the program live every Thursday and Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Gitmo Nation uh, West Time, which is different now everywhere else now that we've changed to uh, daylight savings. And uh, Europe has Except not in yet. Arizona. Yeah, yeah, right. And Europe has not, uh, has not done that yet. Well, anyway, John, I'm very happy. Uh, well, it's happy and sad at the same time. Uh as we now have more information on uh, Coney 2012 creator Jason Russell's condition. Ah. Yes. He has brief reactive psychosis. <laughs> and, yeah. In a statement released Wednesday, his wife and other family members said they believe his condition caused him to act strangely last week, ranting and roaming around a San Diego street in the nude. 
Jason will get better, they said. He has a long way to go, but we're confident he will make a full recovery. And the doctors in D say they are treating him for brief reactive psychosis, which, of course, I looked up on the, the Book of Knowledge. And I was not aware this is an actual disease. You can have this, and I think I'm displaying some of the behavior. Let's uh, take a look here. Uh, brief reactive, this is from the DSM, I think, number three. Brief reactive psychosis is a sudden short-term display of psychotic behavior, such as hallucinations or delusions that occur with a stressful event. I think I qualify. Uh, symptoms of brief reactive psychosis may include the following. Disorganized behavior. Whoa. <laughs> false ideas about what is taking place. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's you. <laughs> That's me. Hearing or seeing things that aren't real. <laughs> uh-huh. And strange speech or language. <laughs> the symptoms are not due to alcohol or other drug abuse, and they last longer than a day, but less than a month. So this is, uh, we're very happy that... Uh, and now we know what uh, what our friend Jason has. But a lot of research has gone into uh, what's been happening with him. And uh, the advocate, someone pointed out to me, and the advocate is, uh, I guess, is, is that a predominantly gay publication? No, it is gay. No, <laughs> not predominantly, but 100%. It's, a gay, it's an advocate for gay, the gay lifestyle. It's a, it's a, it's a gay advocacy uh, newspaper. So they come out with uh, their own Called research. The advocate. Yes, they came out with their own research. Oh, yeah. And because uh, I only looked at the 2011 uh, form 990 and they went back to previous years. And here's what they came up with. The uh, National Christian Foundation has donated to their cause uh, in 2009. Uh, the NSF described it. And of course, this is written from a, great, a gay perspective. So now yeah. you're talking about you, you've changed the topic here. You, I thought is it the gay the advocate was writing about his psychosis? No, they were writing about uh, the invisible children. OK, about his organization. I'm sorry. Uh, so donors include the NCF. Uh, which describes itself as the largest Christian grant-making foundation in the world uh, and have, according to the advocate, uh, very anti-gay undertones. Uh, They are the same people uh, who proposed, uh, or who uh, allegedly, or it says here in the advocate, largely pushed Christian Ugandan lawmakers to propose the Kill the Gays bill. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. Which would make homosexuality punishable by death. Uh, Jason himself, according to this article... Uh, did a speech at the, um, let's see, the Liberty Univer- at Liberty University, and they have quotes from him about uh, people fearing Christians. And, uh, and, and, and so basically in the gay community, I'll just, I'll just cut to the chase here, what their conclusions are, I have no proof of this, is that his suppression of his own uh, gayness was part of what led him into this, uh, uh, what do we call it again? <laughs> the br- brief, brief reactive psychosis. Because uh, he just couldn't handle it anymore. And, if, and I have to say, you know, Gaydar does go off when you, when you look at this guy dancing in his older yeah, videos and stuff. And, you know, it, and it doesn't make any difference to me, but I can see where if you got a lot of push and shove going on and you're actually suppressing this, and then some traumatic event happened, Lord knows what, and then he just freaks out. But the real news, of course, is exactly what we said, and it was uh, preceded by a magic number 33. 33 senators introduced bipartisan resolution condemning Joseph Coney and the Lord's Resistance Army. 
And this was uh, released yesterday, a resolution in the Senate, 33 senators. You can only guess which ones they are, but I have the entire list should you wish to vote them out. And, of course, the news is all, I'll, I'll give you the, the headlines that the news presents you, um, basically saying, hey, we've got to support these guys, we've got to do a little bit of work and help them out. But when you read the actual resolution, <sighs> here it is, exactly what we expected. I'll give you a few highlights uh, and I love how the resolutions have all these kind of like that Euro language. Whereas on October 14th, 2011, President Obama notified Congress he had authorized approximately, by the way, approximately 100 combat equipped members of the armed forces to deploy in Central Africa to provide assistance to regional forces. That's different language than we were presented with previously, right? It wasn't. I don't com- remember the other language. Well, it wasn't combat forces. It was um, advisors, Guys, consultants, or- consultants, advisors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Farmers. Now, here's one that slipped in that I think we discussed it when I did my review of all 900 pages of the National Defense Authorization Act. Uh, but let's revisit. Whereas the National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2012 authorized the Secretary of Defense with the concurrence of the Secretary of State to provide logistic support, supplies and services for foreign forces participating in operations to mitigate and eliminate the threat of the Lord's Resistance Army. In other words, a one-two step. We had the previous resolution from 2010. That's where the president sent in about 100 combat-ready consultants. But then the NDAA slipped in another little thing there. To, oh, so we can now uh, provide support, supplies, and services. What kind of services do you think those are? And whereas the Consolidation Appropriations Act, which we didn't read, directed the president to support increased peace and security efforts in areas affected by the Lord's Resistance Army. So let's just cut to the chase, and I'll get to the real words. The Senate, by this resolution, calls on the president to keep Congress fully informed of the efforts of the United States government and to work closely with Congress to identify and address critical gaps and enhance United States support for the regional effort to the Lord's resist to counter the Lord's resistance army, commends the Department of Defense, United States Africa Command, AFRICOM. There it is, and members of the United States Armed Forces currently deployed to serve as, as advisors to the national militaries supports continued efforts by the Secretary of State and representatives of the United States to work with partner nations and an international community to strengthen the capabilities of regional military forces to enhance cooperation and cross-border coordination, to enhance overall efforts to increase civilian protection, calls on the Secretary of State and the Secretary of Defense, the Administrator of the United States Agency for International Development, and heads of other government agencies to enhance mobility, intelligence, logistical capabilities for partner forces engaged in efforts to protect civilians and apprehend or remove Joseph Coney and his top commanders from the battlefield, and I could go on. This is the installation and full funding of AFRICOM as predicted. And the only little step they had, they needed there, was the Coney 2012. Uh, Jason Russell no longer needed uh, make the guy go crazy. We've got it. We have our 33 idiot senators. Oh, yeah, I saw that video, man. We should do something about it. And there you go. AFRICOM, as per resolved in the U.S. Senate, now being enhanced uh, for the entire region to kick out the Chiners. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad when we're right. <laughs> it is. I, right most of the time. Yeah, this really pisses me off. It really does. Like, 
I mean, and and because the whole internet was like, this is bogus, and it uh, doesn't matter. The senators are just like thirty-three senators, just like oh, okay, yeah, it's groovy, it's cool. Within the span of one and a half weeks, John, one and a half weeks, it happens. I find it disturbing. So, um, yeah, well, everything we talk about is disturbing. (laughs) In fact, let me tell you what disturbed me. All right. I'm coming on to do the tweeting, the retweeting, the Twittering thing that you always yak about. Yeah. Something you're really involved with, I guess. Yeah. You've heard of that thing, that tweeter. So I go on and it says uh, to do retweet the fact that the show is going is on the air. Mm-hmm. And here it is over on the left. Who to follow? Don't tell it me. Suggests, it suggests Prometheus and followed by Chris Mara. I don't know who this guy is. Jeremiah Oyu Wang. Then it says, and this really disturbed me. It makes me wonder. I should follow Britney Spears because she's followed by Adam Curry and others. I don't follow Britney Spears. You follow Britney Spears. <laughs> what? You must get some great insight for the show from Britney. I don't think I follow Britney Spears. You do. I do not. Did you, did you check on her on my thing to see if I, how can you check that? I don't follow Britney said Spears. They're not going to lie to me. Oh. Why would the Twitterers <laughs> lie? The tweet people lie to me. They, they have no benefit in lying to you. No, there's nothing to it. But let's 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 just read a few of Britney's. This is the stuff you find. I never see Britney Spears just dancing with the stars to support Jason's friend Roshan Fagan. He's so cute, and wow, can that boy dance? Stop. Very inspired by the Beautylish team. So passionate. Love the gift bag y'all gave me with the Nars lip gloss. So President Obama visited Roswell. Oh, now you're avoiding the top. Shut up. I'm done with that. Who else you follow? I'm going to go through your people one by one. Please do. Meanwhile, I'm tracking that real evil. Well, what, Britney Spears doesn't qualify? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's evil. That's why I probably follow her. Uh-huh. See what's going on. Um, so President Obama is in Roswell, New Mexico. And, you know, there's things you can say jokingly, particularly to kids. But there is a limit, I think. And so he uh, he comes. Oh, you have a, oh. <laughs> he come he comes out with a gaffe, just just a joke that is just like eh, okay, you know, there's a a smattering of laughter. So and, funny. And then he says something that I'm just like, dude, you know, I don't care. It's not it's not fun. You don't say that as the president. It was it was a wonderful trip uh, over here. We took the helicopter. We had landed in Roswell. Uh, I announced to people when I. Uh, Landed that uh, I'd come in peace. <laughs> let, let me tell you, uh, there are more nine and ten year old boys around the country when I meet them. They ask me, Have you been to Roswell? And is it true what they say? And I tell them, If I told you, I'd have to kill you. So. That's not funny. You know, that if I told you, I'd have to kill you joke, which started about 20 years ago, the first time I ever heard it is really, there's something very arrogant and patronizing about it. It's like his predator drone comment. I've never said that to anybody. I think it's completely insulting, and it's stupid. What you, or you have, 
you know, I'm, I can kill you or cause I'm so inside everything. I, I know so much and I can kill you if I have to, if I tell you, it really is one of these little pet peeves of mine that I, I, I'd have to kill you. And, uh, and I've been around and for the president to do it. You're right. It's, it's ridiculous. It's not okay. And I've been around a, a, a CIA person for all my life. My uncle Don, uh, he's never said, uh, yeah, I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. No, he doesn't do that ever. He would just, he would just Nobody t- in their right mind does it. No, he would just I've always found it me. incredibly offensive when somebody tells me that. And it's happened. I probably three or four people I've heard use that line. And it just really irks me. It's like, yeah. really? Yeah, it's not okay. It's it's lame. Well, for the president to do it, that's, that's over the top lame. Should we listen to him do it? Especially his- when he already did the droning yeah. joke. Here, let's play the droning joke again. I have two words for you. Predator drones. <laughs> You will never see it coming. You think I'm joking? No, I don't. What that a w- douchebag. And he said that to the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't know. I guess everyone thinks that the guy's hilarious. He should yeah. be doing stand-up then. Is that funny? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's... But you're right. Is The people who say that actually have no power and could not kill you. Yeah. However... In this, well, there's an exception to every rule, I think. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't like, I agree. You know, I got something wrong with my. You got something wrong with you? No, with my mic. Hold on. Oh, there you go yeah. again. What is that? What can, it's almost like a bit. Why don't you just tape this and then play yeah. it every time you have this problem while you yeah. fix it? Well, it's see. Hey, ha ha ha! Two. Oh man, it sucks. One, two, two, two. There we go. I'm back. Loose wire. It's not. It's a knob, and I can't get it. Oh, fixed. it's a pot. It's a pot. It's no. It's a switch. It's a a turn switch. And uh, there's no way to fix it other than to replace it. And you know, who has time you for know that? The spray that you can spray in there that cleans that crap up. Yeah, I've tried that. And it just comes back worse. No, that doesn't make any. We'll try a different brand. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man, it's horrible, John. Well, this is that Uh, old uh, gear of yours. You're using gear that is so ancient. uh, Two, two, two. There we go. All right. It just... (laughs) (laughs) Two, two. Hey, man, you know, normally this would be second half of the show stuff. Wait a minute. Yeah, no, I got to lay this on you. This earthquake, what? this earthquake the, in Mexico. The earthquake that's supposed to come today. I have a bet with Mimi that, that you won't. No, I, I bet you would know about it for sure. No, this is not my mega earthquake that was supposed to come today. This oh. is about the earthquake in Mexico. Oh, where the where co- coincidentally the Obama girls were there? Many people captured the frightening scene on their camera phones, quickly posting the images to YouTube. The epicenter of the quake was in Guerrero State, midway between Oaxaca and Acapulco, two of the most popular spring break destinations for young Americans. President Obama's daughter, Malia, is in Oaxaca on a school trip. Late today, the White House released a statement saying she's safe. Oaxaca's governor says 500 homes have collapsed in his state. But here's, here's the crazy thing about this, John. Almost immediately on the interwebs, people trace back all these news articles and flyers where the, um, the Mexican government, 
the Civil de Chiapas, announced a earthquake simulation on the 20th of March, 2012, 7.9 magnitude. And there's flyers and everything of this thing. This was pre-announced. There was a drill. They were going to do a, a drill on the 20th of March. And what happens on the 20th of March? A 7.4. And by the way, 10 kilometer deep, which is a typical signature for a harp. This thing takes place. A Wha- typical signature for a harp? Yes, it is. It's always very shallow. All, all of the harp-induced earthquake machine earthquakes are always shallow. And then, you know, by coincidence, and by the way, the press was asked to shut up about uh, the first daughter being there. Uh, beside the fact they that... They didn't she, shut up very well. Uh, well, they did for a while. She was there with 12 classmates, 25 Secret Service agents. Yeah, what a waste. You know, it's like... You know, I'd li- I wouldn't mind having that kind of uh, spring break. Bunch of guys to get me drinks and stuff hanging out but the whole thing about this pre-announcement i it was that is very very weird so i mean i just see this documented oh it's it's been documented everywhere oh, it's been passed around the interwebs it hasn't been documented i don't I haven't seen a copy of the flyer oh what's well, in the show notes of course three nine or three dot na show notes.com i'll uh, get it later oh no every everyone's all over this i would have thought it was been the china's just sending a message to obama well that's Anyway, it's, I have no idea. I mean, that's why I can't even put it in second half of the show. It's so bizarre to have, you know, and the State Department itself is telling kids, don't go to, don't go to spring break. Don't go to Mexico on spring break. You get killed or, or uh, abducted. And now if you got 25 bodyguards. <laughs> yeah, right. But then they send the first daughter over there. Yeah, I know. That's pretty strange. And the White House actually admitted that they were, they confirmed the first family requested news organizations to remove stories of Malia Obama's escapades. Why? Why? What difference does it make? Let me ask you this question. What difference does it make whether they tell the public that she was there or not? I don't know. What difference does it make? I don't know. I'm just telling you what they confirmed. And indeed, Huffington Post, Yahoo, IBT, International Business Times actually removed stories. Good, good going, guys. What kind of a-holes are you? Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll take that out. Why? I'd like to know the reason. Well, oh, yeah, I think I know what the reason must be. Oh, there's the there's the Obamas again living it yeah, up. Exactly. You know, outside the country with a bunch of Secret Service people yeah. who probably flew in on one of the Air yeah, Force jets. They did. With their buddies. They did. 12, 12 friends hanging out. Well, I, she's got to be a popular girl. <laughs> If you can go party with her, hell I'd be, yeah, I'd be hanging out hell and kissing yeah. her ass too. If I was hell yeah, <laughs> hey, can I uh, can I carry hey, your bags? Can I get in on this one? How many <laughs> people will that jet hold anyway? Yeah. Can I carry your bags, Malia? <laughs> Let me do your homework for you. That's why they don't want it publicized. Now, of course, hilarious, and not for you and me, my friend. However, I will say we were supported today by uh, many of our producers and if we could have this kind of support on every show uh i could die a happy man at 90 you could die a happy man anyway you could be in the saddle hello <laughs> so let's thank some of these producers who came in and uh, it's uh 
typically you see a lot of uh, familiar names popping up, but that's uh, if we'll take whatever we can yeah, get. Yeah, we have uh, we have our our uh, patrons. Yes, but we do have a new patron. It seems. And I looked and looked and looked, and I could not find any uh, anything from him. He's a, now a new knight, Mitchell Sullivan, who's in Dubai, uh, in uh, obviously a business guy there making. You make a lot of money in Dubai right now. Uh, started off the day with a nice twelve hundred dollar uh, contribution, and uh, see, JC left his phone in here. And I could hear. I was looking around, seeing if it was something in my studio ringing. Oh, but. that's good. That's funny. Um, so I thought he did send a note, though. I thought I that, looked and looked, and I looked under under his name. I couldn't find one. Did you? Well, why don't you look while I'm yeah, thanking other people? I will. If if he did send a note, we will read it on the next show if we, if we can find it. Mitchell's probably listening. Uh, uh, then we have uh, Sir Mark in uh, Tokyo. Oh, uh, Sir Mark from Sir Mark and Dame Astrid, our, uh, our yeah, favorite architects. He doesn't say what age she is, but uh, claims that she's on some one of those earmark uh, birthdays. This is a birthday call out for uh, for Astrid, who he says is uh, um, he wants to get her a double. A double dame. <laughs> it's a double. She's a double dame. It's a double knockers on the dame. So uh, anyway, I, I you've met her. I mean, I saw pictures of her. I'm guessing she's going to turn. I, I don't want to. Maybe I'm wrong by uh, maybe, 35. I'm guessing. I'm I, guessing. No, she's got I was thinking she. Well, yeah. Well, if she's, but it must be probably 40. She's going to be 40. I did not to insult her. Couldn't couldn't part. be a day over that. I think I'm thinking 35. Personally, no. She looked. I, I was just guessing when I, you know, thirty eight. Well, these now. these are w- without a doubt uh, uh, two of our favorite patrons, uh, and they are just so you know they give me hope. Yes, like really, they give me t- really hope ta- that I get a house design. <laughs> really, yeah, exactly. Really talented, successful people who listen to the show and donate. Like ah, like aluminum walls or something. <laughs> oh, I, I, these are two high end architects. I would love for people who want to know. Yeah, uh, they do these. One of these these projects, you know, that that are uh, always uh, yeah, like the, like the Sony area. store, <laughs> they do huge projects. It's, yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, they can do, they're, good architects can do anything. Mm-hmm. All right, anyway, we want to thank, well, thank Mark, you, uh, so Sir Mark, and uh, and of course uh, by proxy Dame Astrid uh, for your double knockers on the Dame. Sir Stephen Springer from Garland, Texas, your buddy down the street. Oh yeah, came, came in with uh, uh, one of the three ninety three. This is a this is a. Show number 393, three, so it's a palindrome. Yep, 393. So he's a member of the 393 Club and everything in between. Also, as executive producer. It's Valley for Valley. Really appreciate the work uh, that uh, goes into the show. And when uh, is Adam going to be on the Joe Rogan, Rogan experience? Yeah, that'll be when either I'm in Los Angeles or he's in Austin. That's uh, yeah. I, when I go to Los Angeles, I can, I'm invited too. So, dude, I'll, I lived in L.A. for two years. You never came to Los Angeles. Well, I don't go there a lot. No, and by the way, <laughs> I would recommend you. Oh man, piece of crap. Oh, I hate uh, this. There goes the mic. Yeah, uh, I would recommend you. you well, you broke up. <laughs> You're- Send more money. Send more money. <laughs> Need equipment. You, don't, you can't replace that piece of equipment, so why I'm going would to. you even ask? I'm going to replace it. I ha- they don't make this anymore. It's the TLS, uh, fi- the TLA 5052 stereo valve processor. Perfect condition. Yeah. Uh, I'll have it fixed for Sunday show. So Promise. what were you going to tell me not to go to L.A. for? There's nothing to do there except get mugged. <laughs> you got mugged? No, but... I'm just saying, there's no reason to go. That's the well, first place where it's, Joe Rogan. I could go see Joe Rogan. By the yeah, well, by the time you get to L.A., 
you know, it'll be burned down. No, it's possible. I, I need to make a point of getting down there somehow. Yeah. Uh, Jan DeBroca in Sharpsburg, Georgia, 393. Another uh, member of 393 Club Executive Order, National Defense Resources Preparedness. I want Obama to come suck the gas out of my car. <laughs> I'm a slave. I can't help it. Thanks for the great work, and I'm working towards knighthood. Please give me some karma. I've had three back surgeries and need some help. Oh, wow. Oh, let's give you, give you some walking straight karma. You've got karma. Kent O'Rourke in Frostburg, Maryland, 3333. Haven't donated in over a month. So I thought this time I'd contribute some value for value for the best podcast in the universe. He needs a de-douching. <laughs> You've been de-douched. And uh, Victor Gregg in Decatur, Georgia, at 321 in the morning from Victor Gregg. The producer credit also completes my knighthood. We're Yay. in Houston, Texas, he says. I'm Woo. sorry, not Decatur. Uh, oh, he's in there this week for Bayou City Art Show as insectworks.com. Stop by for a free beer and a 20% discount for all slaves. Okay. <laughs> what do you just say? Hey, I'm a slave. Hey, if there anybody you go. is in uh, Bayou City uh, in Houston, the Bayou City Art Show, stop by. The insectworks.com and get a 20% discount and a beer. Yeah, Go for yeah. the beer for yeah, sure. Beer. Definitely. Uh, Fred, Frederick Gagnon <coughs> in Wasaga Beach, Ontario, 22222. No agenda karma request I asked for in December. Finally reached me earlier this month. I found a few <laughs> new tenants for my apartment. Can I get some karma for my new tenants and a bit of the slide whistle? Fantastic. You've work. got karma. <laughs> A Sven Middelkoop in Delfgau. Sven Middelkoop in Delfgau. Sven Middelkoop in Delfgau. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the, you, know, you could walk in Holland, people would be like, hey, are you from the south? <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Is there yeah. like accents from the south? Uh -huh. The country you could drive from the north to the to from oh, one border me. to the other in two hours. Yeah, but it's very different. The north and the south is very distinct in their accents. It's amazing how everything's like the fractal of that was worldwide. You know, Mickey had her friends over this week and they just left this morning. And uh, so we always speak English at home. And so we were speaking Dutch the whole time. And both our throats hurt. Literally, we have like infected throats because of all the all the spitting. That's funny. Delfgau. No, it's not funny. It hurts. <laughs> and also, sex is no good in Dutch. I'll tell you that. Huh? Just uh, well, that's why they were at ship ships out there at sea a lot. Yeah. Why not? Stefano Mellis in Milano. All right. I got to go to Milano. I've never been to Milan. Yeah, right after your L.A. trip. 213.12. Hello, B BK and CP. Here's your uh, palindrome donation for 213-12. Oh. That's the palindrome that's, yeah. for all non-American illogical date writing habits. <laughs> in fact, by the way, Sven also came in with 221312. Can I please ask for, for some get laid with my coworker? But the one I yet didn't get lucky with, karma. <laughs> Apparently, everyone else did. <laughs> okay. You've got karma. What company are you working at, my friend? I, I need to come visit. Yeah, I don't think he wants to say. Sir Sander uh, Hoxbergen in Zandam. <sighs> Zandam. Zandam. 
205. It's been a while, but there's a new donation. Sander from Zondum. And, no Agenda, and no Agenda TV. Yeah, he's, uh, he does all of our videos. Uh, he reposts them. No Agenda TV. DavidMc.com. No, uh, David McNeil in Winfield, Illinois, 20150. Last name rhymes with Bell. McNell. David McNell. <clears throat> it looks like an I, sorry. Da- I would have known that. Uh, we just laid off, got laid off last week, so here's oh. half my first and hopefully last unemployment check. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, if I could get some job karma, it'd be greatly appreciated. Yeah, of course. Well, here it comes. I'm really hoping this works out for You've you. You've got karma. I think it will. You deserve and that. That concludes our producer segment for the show 393, wow. uh, No Agenda. And you can go to noagendanation.com, noagendashow.com, and click the donation button. Also, dvorak.org slash NA, the main donation page, and a backup at channel dvorak.com slash NA. If your kids are in the room, turn it up really now, right about now. Dvorak.org slash NA. There you go. A couple of. Uh PR mentions we got some interesting domain name forwards. I think we should stop this one of these days. The domain name forwards. Yeah, one of these days. One of these days. Let's go, let's put a number on a hard number. Well, we uh, don't know how many we got. well, this is a very good. I think the end of this year we ah oh, tripping me out, dude. I don't know what this is. All of a sudden, this is happening. All right, it's the vibrations of the big mega yeah. quake. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, oh, I. I, I don't know what to do. I know what it is. You got a mosquito stuck in the pot. Let me. I don't know what to do. Let me. I don't know what to. Do. Let me. I don't know what to do. It's it's breaking up, and I can't stand up. No, it's uh, it's, a, it's a real. Yeah, you have a loose connection, and that's that pot's got to go. Get in electronics. There's a bunch of guys yeah. in Austin that know how to fix. I know. These I things. know. I know. I know. Okay. So uh, it's it's just not going to happen, John. We might as well quit the show. Hello. Okay. All right. We'll see if this lasts. Uh, I can already hear. Uh, 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 uh. Hello. We are you on the Armed Forces Network. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Calling is a bronca. Uh, yeah. If I can get it just right, it'll hang in there. It's like. Yeah. Uh, I had it. There it is. One, two. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Shh. If I don't talk, it. It, won't, it won't break. Um, so at the end of this year, we're going to stop with domain names, and we're also going to stop with the night rings. Yeah. And we're going to introduce new things. Right. So, so I think at the end of this year, we'll have enough uh, domain names to last us, oh, I don't know, three lifetimes. And uh, then we're going to introduce something new for the nights. First of all, a lot of uh, nights are becoming double nights or uh, double knockers on the dame. And uh, so we we can't, you know, it's, it makes no sense to yeah, send another ring. Yeah, we have some ring. ideas. And if you want to hint about the ideas, take a look at how the Order of Canada carries itself. Well, I mean, even, it's well, even the, the British uh, Queen. They don't, yeah. What does she do? Did you, well, she gives out things. Did oh, you, you're talking about Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, did you see that whole puppet show they had on where they, they were celebrating her Diamond Jubilee? And she they got had like, the, They had those crazy puppets? <laughs> you know, those ones that look like the... You know what I'm talking about? No, no, not the, not the spitting image. Spitting image or whatever it's called. <laughs> no. And they gave her a, a glass and lead window or something. I don't know. I'm like, dude. Glass <laughs> and lead window. Glass and lead window. And here for your jubilee is a piece of glass. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh. And you could Broken see, glass you could see you. her thinking like, how about some champagne, bitches? This is no good. Anyway, uh, we have uh, some interesting domain names. Twoalcohol.com. 
which is a reference to, I guess, what Homer Simpson says. Doesn't he say, to alcohol? I've never heard him say that. Me neither. But uh, I'll, I'll take someone's word for it. Uh, PoliticalObfuscator.com. See, we're going crazy now. I don't even know how to spell that. I do like DroneMyAss.com. I think that's pretty good. That's now forwarding to NoAgendaShow.com. Yeah, you put your name on a list. How about this one? Gates-Foundation.com. <laughs> <laughs> we're in trouble for that one. Yeah, uh, then we have, uh, we got a whole slew of uh, Coney domains. ConeyDied.com, ICScam.com, ExploitableChildren.com and .org. JasonRussellIsGay.com. Thanks, guys. Uganda... <laughs> <laughs> UgandaPipeline.com, UgandaResources.com, OccupyUganda.com and .org. That's good. This could be good. And uh, PhonyConey2012 and PhonyConey2012.net and .com. Uh, Cooney2012.com. And then I think this one is kind of cool. Avatarder.com. <laughs> How long will it take until James Cameron calls, huh? Av- yeah. Avatarder. Av- dot com yeah, but all right so we uh, we do highly appreciate it but uh, quite honestly you know when i see someone register like 10 domains i'm like oh that's a hundred dollars like we could have used to pay bills with and although it's funny yeah, uh, it is funny but i think the joke is I running think, yeah, thin. i agree but, had, and there's a bunch of domains we should look at them all and say you know we could probably use these some for some it, initiative yeah. that actually would be a benefit to the show yes and we should uh, t- tell the guy hopefully we know who who did the domain i can you always look well you, you can go to domains.nashownotes.com you can find right. all of them that organize simon does a great job and at organizing find, all that stuff. Uh, we'll take a few of them and push them over to our uh servers and use yeah. them for something yeah oh yeah absolutely and of There's course be at least a dozen in there that are worth you know worth using and of course we wholeheartedly thank our dames and knights and executive producers and associate executive producers for coming in today and supporting the program uh to an extent that is very very good for us uh, motivates extremely and uh and anyone else who comes in uh, with art help and uh, we'll have a donation segment later on and of course there's always one thing you can do you can go out take our formula which is well you know what it is listen to it our formula is this we go out we hit people in the mouth oh f- misfire new world <laughs> order oh i must uh shut up see wow that was i often get a misfire like that that was weird. <laughs> yeah, was, stuff happens. Well, this is because you never said Sanco de Mayo. That's exactly. I told you. Did I? No. Did I not say exactly? It doesn't mean the show sucks. It just means you suck. Thank you. I love oh. you too, John. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's you okay. Know, you I, don't really suck. You're I great. don't. I don't mind Except producing that the show. microphone connection. I mean, I you know, you're a pro. You shouldn't have gear like that. I don't mind reading hundreds of pages of legislation. I don't mind any of that. I suck. Hey, by the way, talking I about suck. that legislation, if you go to the, the there's like a the all the natural news people and all these you know the the organic people have taken a look at that same document and come up with another conclusion that we seem to have missed. Well, what's this? Well, they, apparently this gives the government the ability to to use the National Guard to go and confiscate farms or go into retail operations yeah. and, and shut well, them down. And We read that verbatim. Yeah, I know, but we didn't get the, the gist of it. What's going on right now is that there are these organic <laughs> farmers. The National Guard is going in and uh, <laughs> into farms and retail. Like, what else is new? But But the thing, it turns out that the government 
has you know been doing this for a while, but they they've been calling on the local sheriff's department to do this work. Oh, now we can have the nat- the guy the and, and the guys well, in combat turns fatigues. Out is because this has been going on for a while. The sheriffs are going, "Hey, I know Bill. I'm not going to go bust him. Right, Forget right. it." I they like his milk. Refuse to do the government's bidding. Uh, I like his milk. Yeah, or whatever. And so they say. So they say, okay, fine. And so they, so they threw this thing. Now the feds are just going to come in straight. This is going to create a standoff at some point where the local authorities and the feds are going to have a shootout. This can't go on. Can't oh, have wow. this. Hmm. Well, I've read a number of different analyses, and we're talking about the uh, the executive order that came out. Uh, on Friday, last Friday, I've read a number of analyses. The main thing that changed, because this is um, a repeat of an executive order that has been going around since the 50s. Right. Uh, During the, the Truman administration. And by the way, mm-hmm. I'm documenting that every bad thing, I hate to point it at one guy, but every bad thing that's happened in this country in terms of liberty and civil rights and the rest of it stems from the Truman administration and John Foster Dulles. Yeah, the uh, the found the father of the CIA. I think that's Alan Dulles. Well, his, his, brother. his brother. There's two of them. Yeah, yeah. well, th- they had a nice little gig going there. Maybe. Anyway, go on. Oh, uh, so you know the big thing that changed is all these powers that were given to the Department of Homeland Security because it didn't exist up until um, really up until the Bush administration. The Bush administration didn't uh, give this executive order with powers to uh, Department of Homeland Security and the Obama administration now bigger now than the U.S. Marine Corps. Yeah, 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 it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Um, so th- there is uh, kind of along those lines, you know, now that um, we've, we read the United Nations document on uh can you get you just interrupt me before you get into the united nations document just as a little light-hearted thing okay. somebody just sent me a a, a a screenshot from their tweeter tweeter feed yeah. and it's got you adam curry we're live now at no gen the next feed the, the the thing shows up right after from cbc news tech and science drones work the skies for police scientists and media yeah yeah, they, those Twitter guys, man, they know how to group stuff together, don't they? Anyway, you've That's got that. really okay, good. Go on, I'm sorry. Um, so now, of course, we're on the lookout. So this document, if you missed the show, it was what was that two shows ago or the last show? I can't remember. Uh, two hundred and seventy. It was last show, I think. Yeah, two hundred and seventy-nine pages of a United Nations document that essentially calls for uh, regulations for, you know, kind of like this one world government thing where we all agree and it all gets passed down. And now we're on the lookout for two main things. How is uh, the environment, the earth and climate change being used to shepherd in laws that can be used for other purposes? And also there's something weird with women, which uh, we're not, you know, I'm not quite sure how that works, but women get the real push here. It's like we got to save the women. Like for some reason, all of a sudden they're now they're not equal. And uh, Hillary Clinton is big on that. So a couple of things came out. One was this uh, interesting article in Scientific American, which uh, is that just a drinking club, John, or are those guys for real, Scientific American? It used to be a very serious publication uh, with a lot of good, real deep articles. And it it was taken over, I think, in the... I don't know, it was the late 90s or something like that, that it became kind of a soft, it became real soft. I think Discover Magazine and some of these other science, light science magazines were getting too much attention. And they, they it's not taken as seriously as it once was, let's put it that way. 
Well, that's good because uh, they came out. They're following the agenda. Headline, effective world government. Really? Effective world government will be needed to stave off climate catastrophe. Oh, really? Yeah. They're basically saying... um, they're just saying let's give a world government, yeah. Yeah, so okay. among the proposals are called to replace the largely ineffective U.N. Commission on Sustainable Development with a council that reports to the U.N. General Assembly. This is exactly what I read from the U.N. documents. So they took their marching orders from their documents and an attempt to better handle emerging issues related to water, climate, energy, and food security. Um, unfortunately, far more is needed. To be effective, a new set of institutions would have to be imbued Good word. Imbued. What does that mean, imbued? Given the power of. With heavy-handed transnational enforcement powers. Nice. Heavy-handed. Shut up, slave. Well, heavy-hand you. will backhand you. So they're uh, completely on board. And, wow, there's a, there's a number of things that are just... now. See, now, of course, you've got to indoctrinate people. Um, Yahoo News, which of course means it's spread far and wide. This is a great way to do it. It seems like anything that comes out of Scandinavia, people tend to believe it. So uh, we have, according to a Swedish study, greenhouse gases are likely to result in an annual cost of $2 trillion in damage to the oceans. I don't know how, I mean, is the ocean suing somebody? (laughs) How do they know this? I don't know. But you know, but you put a number on this. You watch this propagate. Two trillion dollars worth of damage. Oh, how are we going to pay for it? But there's something even crazier. And uh, they brought in a great spokesman for this. And uh, this is this is just an ah, oh, just an unbelievable unbelievable piece here. This is uh, the road to Rio regions building the green economy. Now you recall in our UN document uh, they, you know, we have the big summit coming up in Rio in, I think, July this year. And um, they, uh, this is, you got to go, you check this out. Sustainia.me. Sustainia? Sustainia.me. S-U-S-T-A-I-N-I-A. Sustainia.me. And this has all the, all the likely actors you'd expect uh in this, Sustainia... The usual suspects. The usual suspects. Finding solutions for a sustainable oh, tomorrow. And who is their number one spokesman, ladies and gentlemen? Yes, if you're looking for a guy, you might as well get Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, he needs a gig. He's ready. He's a good yeah, speaker. Yeah, he's been looking for something to do. He's got his catchphrase. International events planned. Yeah. and uh, Powerful international supporters. Read more. I want to see what these powerful international supporters yeah, are. Why don't you do that, and I'll play uh, a little bit of uh, the brilliant Arnold Schwarzenegger as uh, he talks about his crusade. Right over there, yeah. I mean, this man is a genius. I love this guy. He came up with the, uh, with the, uh, uh, a Sustainia Prize. and <laughs> It's the Sustainia Prize. It's one of those... Brilliant ideas. Brilliant. Even he can't keep a straight face. Yeah, he's trying though. You hear when you, when you when you lead an organization like this, you have thousands of different ideas coming your way. But when I heard that Sustainia Prize that Eric came up with, I thought that that was a brilliant idea. Brilliant. And there will be a whole presentation brilliant. that he's going to make a power presentation. A power presentation. You mean PowerPoint, Ar- Arnie? That's okay. A power presentation <laughs> later on. Yes. And I, I like just want my- you to know. 
that I am a huge admirer of yours. He's talking about the, the founder. It was just, they're all like from Scandinavia, once again. Personally, feel as committed to this as I was committed to uh, our, uh, I should say, fitness uh, crusade. Crusade. Uh, that we led for the last 40 years. Yes. And I said that one day there will be enough gymnasiums or more gymnasiums than the supermarkets or the grocery stores in the world. Because we need to have places where people can work out and get fit. I wanted everyone in the world to be as fit, and I wanted everyone to... <laughs> we need a place where I can see hot chicks in tight stuff, you know, <laughs> sweating. <laughs> Do as good and healthy as I did. And today, there's no place, no hotel that you walk into where there's not a gymnasium. Every military base is a gymnasium, yes. every police station, every university. Every Why does he say that? Every military base is a gymnasium, every police station is a gymnasium. It's very good, this gymnasium. It's a crusade. In high school, they all, every sports team is using weight resistance equipment and so on. So we were very successful in that crusade. The same will happen here. Yes, the crusade. key thing is that we communicate the right way, that we all work together, and that we are as inclusive as possible. Now, how do we wrap it up? If you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, there's only one thing you got to do to earn your paycheck. You know it. And with that, I want to say thank you very much, all of you, for your hard work. And um, I can promise you, I'll be back. Yeah, of course. Nah. <laughs> That's his thing. That's worth a hundred grand right there. So I'll, the guy's Eric Rasmussen. Yeah. Rasmussen. And he is like a journalist turned, I guess he was always the keyword like journalist. Like a journalist, yeah. He was elected as one of the world's 100 most influential journalists by the World Economic Forum. Uh, and has been a member of the International Media Council, whatever that is. I yeah. looked look that up. Did you see the prize, though? Did you see the. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at this. The prize. It's, it's everyone. It's uh, Connie Hedegaard. It's, uh, it's all those douchebags. Microsoft's in the, in the mix. Of course. Yeah, of course. Ah, this is big. You want, and, and I have to say, yeah, it looks like a drinking club. Sustainia? No, it's not. It's a promotional club because if promoting you, what? Sus- sustainable tomorrow, so we can make laws to have a new world government. Don't you get it? Oh, I guess not. Why Sustainia? Here, yeah. the partners behind Sustainia aim to make sustainability more tangible and easier to grasp for both decision makers and citizens. Hey, citizen. By developing a new narrative and language to com- new narrative and language. Wow. To communicate about a desirable, sustainable future. It seeks to motivate and inspire instead of communicating gloom and doomsday scenarios. We need to start one of these. Everyone's in the business of communicating through social networks. This would, someone needs to fund us doing this. We would be great. Here, look, oh, at, yeah. look at who's a part of this. Microsoft, GE, DNV, Philips All Lighting. The money. You know, somebody knows how to get money. Dong Energy. And people complain about us asking for a few cents from our, our listeners. Who's Dong Energy? <laughs> dong. Yeah, Dong. What is that? I'm the president of Dong Energy. Now we make some interesting devices. Novo Nordisk, tele, uh, Tetra Pak, Cisco. I mean, Ikea. Oh, everyone's here. Everyone's in this. UBS Investment Bank, uh-huh. This is, uh, here, key organizational partners of the UN Global Compact and Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's the Global Compact. Those are the guys who wrote the document. And Arnold Schwarzenegger's new climate initiative, R20, Regions for Climate Action. It's happening. It is happening right here, right under our very noses. Well, here's the interesting thing. I'm looking at this guy. He won the award from... uh 
uh, you know, the International Media Council. Woo! International Media Council is a is a uh, essentially a subset of the Next Century Foundation, uh-huh. which is a London based operation run by a bunch of incredible elites. Yeah, I mean, if you look at their board, Lord Stone of Blackheath, the Earl of St. Andrews, Sir Jeremy <laughs> Hanley, Sir Harold Walker, Reverend Larry Wright, Sheikh Nasser bin Hamad El Khalifa, Woo! Walid Khalid Isatawa. Nice. These are not uh, the kind of guys that we normally hang out with. You know what's really good about this, though? Because for the next year, we'll be able to play the jingle. But we need a sustainia. We need now. We need a sustainia jingle because that's it. A sustainia is a good name. Too bad the dot com wasn't available. Let's see who has the dot com. Because someone messed up there. Sustainia dot com. Let's see. A micro nose company. <laughs> what is that? It's a small nose. A micro nose company. What is micro nose? What is that? I don't know, but they're blocking these guys. Micronose.com. So they got UBS Warburg, and they can't even... Uh-oh. Oh, they have... No, now you're getting music. Micronose. Oh, it's a Sustainia company. Oh. Clean, healthy drinking water. Oh. Natural absorption media. Prominent professionals. State-of-the-art solutions. Global operations. Micronose media. The solution. The media standard for the 21st century. Cool. I don't know who those guys are. This they- is a this next century foundation is a global governance operation. Council deals with issues in relation to xenophobia and disinformation, and publishes a media meth- ethics code. They're the ones. It's a politi- one of those that calls people out for political correctness. Exactly. We're oh, all good. one big happy family. Good. Now, did you follow what happened uh, down under in the, the land of Oz? No, I didn't. You have to brief me. I think I've got no Australian anything. Yeah, of course, uh, we have a, a huge contingent of uh, producers and uh, listeners to the No Agenda podcast uh, in Australia and New Zealand. And um, so there's this guy, Palmer. Uh, he is the kind of like the, the coal mega mogul. Um, and he runs all the coal down there in Australia. What's his first name? Hold on a second. Uh, Clive. Clive Palmer. And he... Is so angry because it it turns out there's a report that the Green Party is touting there uh, in Australia, and the support, uh, you know, basically, you know, is trying to kill off coal essentially, which is you know part of the uh, Green Initiative. And he he calls a press conference. He says this whole thing is bogative. It's uh, paid for by the CIA. And uh, we've just distributed. I'm sure you've heard about it. That this uh, how to stop Queensland coal report which probably came out of Langley in the United States by the CIA, <laughs> certainly came through the Rockefeller Foundation. Hey. If you go to clay, page 12, right, you'll see this is a paper which Greenpeace has been produced at their executive to get this project going. It's got about $10 million in funding, and it shows you the funding is coming from the United States. Right? Basically, it tells you from the Rockefeller Foundation. While it's he could be a co-host of this show. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, these guys suck. Reasonable and fair in a political environment to have political debate about the environment. None of us as Australians want to be controlled or dominated by foreign powers. 
In this document, among other things, they tell you how they're going to change the story for coal. They talk about the funding of an independent uh, documentary which is going around Queensland, which has been funded by the Rockefeller Foundation from the United States, defaming me, defaming Waratah. Whatever the Greens want to raise, it should be raised by Australian Greens, surrounded by Australian Green supporters. We don't want domination by a foreign power. I'm first an Australian. I'm not an American. I think this is wrong. I think Drew Hutton should be ashamed that his document's in there. I think the, the, the Greens in this upcoming state election, all their candidates should resign if they're being funded by an offshore political power. It's, it's tantamount to treason. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's angry. He's very, yeah, very well, he angry. He points out in there, I'm just looking at uh, this report. Mm-hmm. He points out in that, I don't know if you have the clip of him saying this, but he says you only have to go back and read the church report in the 70s and read the reports of the U.S. Congress, which sets up the Rockefeller Foundation as a conduit of CIA funding. Yeah. I don't have that clip, but yeah. No, and uh, it's, you know, we've got our fingers everywhere. This is it, Yeah, it, of course we do. That's what we do. <laughs> we do it better than anybody. This is, no, this shouldn't be a shock. It's fine. Uh, Someone put this guy to business so we can make more money here. I wouldn't mind a lot of this, and I don't even think we'd be discussing it, if these 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 a-holes that run these oil companies that do something about the price of gasoline in our own country. I mean, I think it's about time we started thinking the way the Alaskans do. You pump oil out of the ground of Alaska, you pay the Alaskan public some kickback like they should do in California. We got plenty of oil and gas in California and the public gets none of it. Well, the president is now, uh, he's moving ahead. You know, one day he's in front of solar panels. This morning, just before the show started, he was in front of a bunch of pipes. Oh, pipes. <laughs> yeah, pipes. You're like, here we John, go. Uh, we've learned that the president, as you know, he's going on this energy tour over the next couple of days. When he's in Oklahoma on Thursday, his plan, according to a source familiar with his announcement, is to say that his administration will be expediting the permit process uh, when it comes to moving along this portion of the Keystone XL pipeline. Um, as you'll recall, back in January, the administration objected to the entire 1,700-mile pipeline that would have brought uh, fuel down from the oil sands of Canada all the way down to the Gulf. This is a segment of that pipeline, uh, as right now, TransCanada, the company behind the pipeline, tries to rework uh, basically the route on the northern part. So this is a, a segment of this original pipeline route that would go from Cushing down to the Gulf no doubt going to be met by criticism from some environmentalists and already being met by some criticism from Republicans on Capitol Hill, John. So I don't think uh, that that really, you know, that this is just a little bit of pandering move by him. It's it's not actually connecting up to the uh, the Chinese-owned uh, uh, tar sands up there in Canada, and it never will. It never will. This pipeline will be used for something. Uh, but it's definitely not going to be used to connect to the Chinas. By the way, where do you think Palmer Coal goes to? China? Uh-huh. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Of course. We have such an incredible jihad against the Chinas right now. It's just, it's unbelievable. Well, it, you know, at some point, I think we've got fed up with their policy or their monetary policy. Yeah, we also we're just putting ri- the screws to them as the best we can. Yeah, we- I think we're doing a pretty decent job. Their yeah. uh, economy is slowing down. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a good job. We just uh, raised. Oh, we the- are, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're doing just, a great we job. Just, yeah, we're doing a great job. We just raised the uh, duty on uh, Chinese solar panels to from two point nine percent to four point seven percent. 
So uh, that's good. Way to go, I say. Kick them Chiners out. Just It'll be interesting to see how our new partners, the Russians, uh, behave. <laughs> they have a history the Russians of are really a nice. More, an internet, a little more aggressive in their personality. Than the I, I like Russians, though. I mean, not, not the oligarch, fat, bloated dudes. But Russian chicks are hilarious. They can beat right. you up. Russians are uh, an interesting culture. It's an re- interesting culture. They, they never made a... Uh, it's a, it's weird because it's a culture that never had an industrial revolution in the way everybody else did. They kind of jumped. Uh, they, they with the Marxist revolution, they jumped a uh, a step, and so their 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 personalities uh, culturally are just odd mm-hmm. in some funny way. They see things differently. Uh, yeah, and they're all mathematicians. They're all extremely bright from all the. Well, there's a uh, there's a contingent of Russians here in Austin, and there's uh, a contingent. There's a huge contingent in Boston. Yeah. Well, I don't live in Boston. I live in Austin. Well, I mean, it's just to the point where you can't go anywhere. It's like they took over the place. Yeah. Uh, but they're they're cool here. What are they doing in Austin? Are they working, doing what? Well, the one girl we met who organizes parties, uh, she actually came to, uh, to the U.S., I think like 18 years ago, uh, on a scholarship in Russian. <laughs> so she effectively defected. With this, she's like, yeah, I did really well on my test. Yeah, you spoke fluent think. Russian. Yeah, uh, she just quit though. She quit her job. I don't know what she was doing, but now she organizes parties, and a lot of Russians show up, and they're, it's funny. Yeah, they're, they're, I like them. I like them. They're okay in my book. I, I, I don't. There's not a lot of China. Chiners keep kind of keep to themselves here, if they're around. Oh, in Texas, I don't can't imagine the Chinese being very comfortable there. No. Probably can't even find a good Chinese restaurant. Well, on the um, on the China front, as we uh, as you know, of course, I've been following the pipes. This was kind of hilarious, you know. So now, S- South Sudan, which is George Clooney's territory, we've um, so we've basically we've blown up the pipeline, or someone has for us, or whatever. So the Chiners uh, aren't aren't in. They can't. You know, they, they they were building this huge pipeline. Now, South Sudan. It says it's planning on building a temporary underwater oil pipeline along the Nile, which, of course, we own all of that now, to deliver crude for export. Now, check this out. The pipeline would expend, uh, extend from oil fields to the capital, Juba, where the crude would be transferred to trucks and taken to, can you guess? China. No, the, you know, we got we to gotta take it to a, a, a port. Cyprus. We gotta, no, we got to take it to a port. Djibouti, Djibouti. Oh, Djibouti. Djibouti, where we have a yeah, huge Djibouti's base. In the news. <laughs> we have a huge base in Djibouti. Never yeah. heard of Djibouti before. And now all of a sudden they're building an underwater pipeline to Djibouti. Oh, really? Now that we're there? Unbelievable. It's just crazy. So it's just... Uh, at so least getting you, off the track here. Yeah. Let's go... Right, uh, let's get back. Before you start playing, you play the... Pipes thing. I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play it. So I do have one just off the wall clip that I thought was interesting because uh, we haven't done this for a long time. I thought I'd just reintroduce it. This is the latest uh, uh, commercial from Cymbalta <laughs> for depression. And as you know, you know, you can kind of tell, you can kind of reverse engineer the, the, um, the viewers. Now, what is Cymbalta? What, what, uh, what does it's it do for me? It's some antidepressant. Does it, call anal, does it cause anal leakage? It causes everything. They all, <laughs> yeah. all these things. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, 
this is an interesting clip, though, because for one thing, let's go back and say that you can reverse engineer the, the viewers of a show based on the commercials. You see a lot of commercials for hemorrhoid treatment and, you know, and uh, the, the clapper and you guys fall and I can't get up. You know, you see that's on a lot of Fox shows. A lot of old people watch. So apparently there's a lot of depressives because all the commercials are for these sorts of things on. Uh, oh, what show is this? Your favorite show. Uh, Smash, 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 which is number one in the ratings, I might point out. I looked at the ratings. It is not number one. It wins their time slot every Monday. What are you talking about? It wins the time slot. It's not number one in the ratings. It's not even in the top ten. I follow it. The New York Times publishes that every day. I watched it again on Monday. It's an outstanding program. It's a piece of crap. It's outstanding. It's terrible, and it's all inside baseball. You know, if you want to be a star, they had, you want to work on Broadway, you know, I guess it, it would be It is so show. gay. They brought Bernadette Peters on the show as, extremely as the gay, girl's mom on Monday. That's beside the point. Yeah. Well, I like the I show. I thought this was disturbing. They ended a scene, which I have a little clip of the end of the scene, with the same music that they use in the commercial. So you're going to hear an end of a scene where the blonde girl is going, oh, Ivy, I feel Ivy, so sad. Ivy. And, what? That's, she, that's right. She's depressed. Yeah. She's yeah. depressed. And they play some music with the same horn. And then they have a little, very short silence break. And then right into the commercial, same music. Cymbalta. Unbelievable. <laughs> wow. With depression, simple pleasures can simply hurt. The sadness, anxiety, the loss of interest. The aches and pains and fatigue. Depression hurts. Cymbalta can help with many symptoms of depression. Tell your doctor right away if your depression worsens, you have unusual changes in behavior, or thoughts of suicide. Antidepressants can increase these in children, teens, and young adults. Cymbalta is not approved for children under 18. People taking MAOIs or thyroidazine or with uncontrolled glaucoma should not take Cymbalta. Taking it with NSAID pain relievers, aspirin, or blood thinners may increase bleeding risk. Severe liver problems, some fatal, were reported. Signs include abdominal pain and yellowing skin or eyes. Tell your doctor about all your medicines, including those for migraine. And while on Cymbalta, call right away if you have high fever, confusion in stiff muscles, or serious allergic skin reactions, like blisters, peeling rash, hives, or mouth sores, to address possible life-threatening conditions. Talk about your alcohol use, liver disease, and before you reduce or stop Cymbalta, dizziness or fainting may occur upon standing. Simple pleasures shouldn't hurt. Talk to your doctor about Cymbalta. Depression hurts. Cymbalta can help. That's some crazy ass stuff. I got to get some of that. Now, the thing that bothers me is you have this moment of the blonde being depressed, depressed yep, being, being depressed. depressed. Then they play some music under it and they go right into this commercial for a depression drug. Yep. This is unconscionable. I can't believe I missed that because I watched it. Oh, I, oh, we recorded. I fast forward to the commercials. That's why. Huh. Well, it didn't work on me. I love I love that you have to report if you if you uh, if you're confused if you're confused who you won't even uh, bubble, blah, blah, blah. I mean it doesn't make any sense I have some peeling <laughs> my lips are turning blue my eyes are turning yellow and I'm confused who do I call some death was reported hey I'm dead I've got to call this in. how do you report the death hey this guy died from your drug oh okay I caught a commercial. Yeah. The, now we know what food stamps are. Uh, the the one thing they are not is stamps. Uh, the food stamp program, which is managed by I believe J P Morgan Chase, is a credit card program. Yeah, they they did that a couple of years ago. Yeah. So they still call it food stamps. 
Yeah, there's and, no stamps involved. No, and you can uh, you can do almost anything with these uh, uh, with these credit cards, uh, but you can't buy like ready made meals. Uh, even though somehow at McDonald's, if you don't go through the drive-through, you can get something inside. You know, maybe they just like give you the 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 bun and the and the and the. It's very scandalous. The been, it, they keep investigating this and more and more weird things you can buy with these with these credit cards. And J.P. Morgan, of course, is making a killing on it because they do oh, all yeah. the transaction percent. Right. So it's not. It's you know they keep saying food stamps, but it's not food stamps. It's a credit. It's a debit card, basically. So listen to this commercial and tell me that this isn't incredibly wrong. I love taking my grandkids to the park. But if I want to keep up with those little bundles of energy, I have to stay healthy and eat right. And that can be a real challenge. But that's where food stamp benefits come in. They help me eat right when money's tight. Would you look at Margie? She looks amazing. Yes, she sure does. I wonder how she stays so fit. What's her secret? Well, she told me that food stamp benefits help her eat right and she stays active too. Oh, I didn't know they helped people our age. Oh, food stamps help lots of people. People you know. <laughs> Wait, you use it too? Yes, I do. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Wait, you use it too? <laughs> and I've got these really black voices. Where was this commercial? This Oh, this uh, this aired on, I don't know, it's been airing all over the place. It's a radio ad. It's a, it. It's, it doesn't air in California. It's a radio commercial. Oh. Yeah, it's a radio. It was, you know, it had little kids playing in the, the background. to listen to radio. Yeah, but hello. And to me, it's just like, wow, it's like get on the food stamps. It's all good. You need to, hey, hey, girl, you need to get on food stamps. The right wingers see this food stamp program the way they're promoting it like this as a as bribing the electorate. Well, of course it is. Yeah, it is. Meanwhile, uh, this was in. Uh, hmm, let me just see. I think this was in. Oh, where was this? Where's Nutter? Where is Nutter? Uh, where, where is he, the mayor? Is Nutter? That, yeah, is that... Um, well, here, let me look it up for you. Nutter, you go I think. go Mayor Nutter. I think it's Nutter. Maybe he's not... Uh, hmm, I can't find it. Michael Nutter? Yeah. Mayor of Philadelphia? Philadelphia, right. The third African-American mayor of Philadelphia? Yes, Philadelphia. Largest city in Pennsylvania? Yes. Yeah, in Pedovania. He's got a new uh, New rule. New rule. Well, Natasha, right around this time every evening, the lines begin forming here along the parkway at Love Park and other locations. The homeless, sometimes scores of them, waiting to be fed by volunteers. Soon that will no longer happen. The mayor announcing a ban on that outdoor feeding today, and that ban creating a controversy. A volunteer brings a box of sandwiches at lunchtime, offering them to a homeless man. Feeding the homeless, an act of charity but an act that the mayor now says will no longer be allowed on city streets and in city parks. I've instructed the Commissioner of Parks and Recreation to issue regulations that would ban outdoor feeding in all city parks. The mayor says the main reason behind the ban on outdoor feeding, problems with food health and sanitary conditions, the hope that the homeless can now be fed at other indoor facilities that may be established. So this is really an issue about food safety. 
yeah. and public safety and public health. Yeah, they don't give a crap about these homeless guys, but oh yeah, now we care. So if Bull you, crap. So if you have a sandwich, food safety. Yeah, if you have a sandwich, it's okay to eat that in the park. But if someone gives you a sandwich, it's not okay. And I like that no outdoor feeding. It sounds like they're cattle. Yeah, I, that outdoor feeding thing I've never Ooh, heard of. No outdoor like feeding it. of the slaves. What are you doing? Where are you going? Are you going to have a picnic? No, we're going to go so do some outdoor, outdoor feeding. feeding. <laughs> well, there's a difference. If you have if you have a job, it's a picnic. If you're homeless and no, if you have a house, it's a picnic. If you're homeless, it's outdoor feeding. Yeah, exactly. I'm just and restaurants. If we just call it what it is, restaurants, indoor feeding, <laughs> indoor outdoor feeding. feeding. We should have a whole chain indoor feeding stop. Ah, uh, just. Unbelievable. It's disgusting. Yeah. This guy's one of the biggest Obama supporters. Oh, really? <clears throat> He's a major, major Obama guy. He does pictures of lots of pictures of him with various Obama signage. Change we need is the one I'm looking at. Oh, yeah. yeah. What change did we get? Yeah. So, uh, rock and roll. Yeah, no, this has been going on, and San Francisco had something like this. They had a number of systems in place to feed the homeless. And they shut them all down for same thing. Health health department. Yeah. Health department. I guess it's okay. That's a health department issue. But people dying of starvation is not a health issue. Well, already we're seeing this now um, in at the the Austin Sustainable Living Market, which we always go to on Saturday. Um, yeah. There's a lot of things that, uh, you know, because typically at the market, it's like, hey, you want to have a taste of my goat cheese or, you know, and they have little samples. There's certain things now that you can't sample anymore. You're not, they're not allowed to do it because they've got like, you know, narcs walking around. And the minute you, uh, you open something up, then they get shut down, arrested, taken away. You can't give people samples. But you can sell them the product? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. So you can sell them the product, but you, but you can't <clears throat> give them a sample of the same exact product? For instance, honey. So they, uh, the, uh, Texas has uh, uh, an interesting um, honey production, and I think it's made about 100 miles uh, south of Austin, and the guy cannot uh, let you taste the honey. He says, I can't do that because I'll get arrested. Why? I, he says, it's like... You wait a minute, let me get this straight. Food and health and safety freaks you walking around. You can buy the honey. Yes. So you can give him money, give you a jar of honey, then you can tr- taste it. But he can't give you a taste of the honey because it's illegal? Yeah. Well, what's the rationale for that? Wait, wait, let me, let me rephrase the question. What's the rationale for that sort of idiocy? Shut up, slave. So you can buy the honey, but you can't taste the honey. I shall ask uh, tomorrow, uh, Saturday when we go, I shall ask the honey man. <clears throat> what exactly the legislation is. I'm sure he knows. I'll ask him for the exact legislation and it's which just harassing small vendors is what it is. I'll tell you what it is. Oh, if that is his answer, then I'll take that. But, you know, I'm sure he'll have the actual official answer, too. No, but, they don't. The whole government's mechanism right now is to. And this is not the government's fault as much as it is the big businesses fault. They're the ones who promote these things to their. You know, they, they'll take their a lobbyist and go into the assembly of Texas and say, hey, this is terrible. You know, you're going to poison people. Yeah. You got to put a stop to it because they're like representing big phony baloney honey industry people that crank out crap honey that you can buy at a, at a grocery store. That is a high fructose made of corn, corn syrup. syrup and yeah. Some honey mixed in with it with a honey flavor. Yeah. And it's probably 
that's the this health food or that's the health issues that horrible product these people yeah they don't they don't want people going like wow this tastes like real honey wait a minute might be really good might be natural because you will freak out difference between that you're running some really good honey yeah the difference between that store-bought stuff and and what we get from the market, <laughs> wow, it's just not, it's unbelievable. Anyway, yeah, this is this has been going on, and that's why people were complaining about that, the latest Obama bringing in the National Guard to shut down farms. Yeah. It's all part of big agriculture, big ag, big ag, big, uh, you, know, you know, big organic, big everything. Yeah. Whole Foods might be behind it for all you know. Well, Whole Foods is headquartered here. They're, this is where it all came from. So it's very right. possible. It's possible because they don't want you tasting honey at the farmer's market. They want you going to Whole Foods. Yeah, which we barely ever go to now. We used to go there all the time, and now it's like, screw that. No way. Hey, Ron Paul was on uh, Jay Leno. I didn't see it, but I'm happy to see that you got some clips. Yeah, let me take a look at my clip list. It might be kind of fun to play a little uh, intermission. I got four clips from this. It's actually wow. interesting. One, he's got a strategy, which is kind of interesting. But first, I want to play two clips about the kind of response he got. And you've never seen this with even Obama in his heyday did not get this kind of crazy hooting and hollering. And the first clip showing this would be hooting for Paul. Play just a second of that. Yeah. You know, I must say, yeah. It's like Justin Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> Only he, he's better looking than Justin. And then after the whole thing was over, they brought out uh, Frank Caliendo, who's a, a, an impressionist who I thought was going to try to do Paul, but he never did. But he, he just mentions him that Paul decided to stay there on the set. So he's sitting in the seat next to him. And this is another example. I'm t- I've never seen anything quite like it. This is just mentioning Paul the way he would like if he was a rock star. Play the Do You Know Dr. Paul clip. You know, Dr. Paul, uh, I met him backstage. It was awesome. Uh, (laughs) You don't you don't really do many political candidates. You know, before you move on, uh, Jack Welch and his wife, uh, what's her name? Susie. They wrote an op ed about Ron Paul. And uh, I thought this was very interesting. Uh, And it's it's, you know, it's like a like a thousand word op ed. And they're saying, uh, the, uh, I'll just quote a piece from it. They're, and uh, Jack Welsh, you know, famous CEO of General Electric, GE, wasn't he? The, yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was famous. Wrote a lot of books. He was considered yeah. one of the great businessmen of, business of all time. But he had such a great businessman, he got screwed when he retired. But that's well, another yeah, story. This shit happens. Uh, there can be no brush off. No few. He's gone. Now let's get down to business. No booby prize. Ron Paul needs to be given a role that really means something to him. A role with influence and voice. Uh, then he goes on, uh, blah, 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 blah. Because if he isn't, Ron Paul and his followers will make their unhappiness known. And for the mishandling of this defining moment, the GOP will deserve their ire. He, <laughs> he, yeah, I mean, he's recognizing it. And I think... I really think Ron Paul is being set up for a, a VP him. At least uh, an offer. At least an offer. Well, there'll be still that to do something because I've never seen anything. I mean, he really, 
he, you know, they talked about how Obama was a rock star when he was, you know, running the in 2008. But I've never seen this kind of reaction. I mean, where they're really, you know, this Ron Paul crowd is amazing. But anyway, so so Ron Paul discusses his strategy, which is a little obscure, but it's interesting. He mentions it on Leno so we can at least figure out what he's what is why he's still running. But play the Ron Paul strategy on Leno and then you get a feeling for this. Now, the magic number is 1144. Can Romney reach that number? As things look now. The answer is he can, but mm-hmm. will he on the first vote? It's yeah. uncertain. I think there's a very good chance that they might actually have two votes yeah. or three votes, and that would open up the door. Right. For can you quickly explain to folks what a brokered convention would be? Because it's been 50 years since right. we've really had one. Yeah, it's all it's all a canned convention. We used to send people over there that were uncommitted and they'd mm-hmm. work it out and pick a candidate. But uh, a brokered convention means that nobody wins on the first ballot. Mm-hmm. So uh, and, and nobody gets eliminated. So they have to have a revote. But. The big issue there is the committed delegates. See, there'll be delegates maybe committed to Mitt Romney, but the second go around, they're not committed to him. Then they can vote their conscience. Then, I believe, we'll get a lot of those. Oh, there you go. I have hope again. (laughs) I do. When I hear that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that could could really kind of work, couldn't it? Well, they, the key to success here is to get uh, people to vote for Rick Santorum. <laughs> Man, I've, I've been watching that guy. He is insane. Oh, he, he is. I agree with you. He yeah, really believes. Insane. No, he's, he's sitting like, he's almost crying. He's like a, he's like a Sunday preacher. And oh, he's, just, he's the worst. And he's just, I'm like, you sap. He's really, yeah. he's really, oh man. He, yeah, clinically insane. I think you're right. So anyway, so he didn't, uh, that was a, that was the key to the whole the interview. There was one little thing at the end, though, that I thought was kind of interesting about how Ron Paul decided not to use Secret Service. And his rationale is just so consistent with everything he's, he says, which I think is the, his real appeal, which he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't change his, you know, he doesn't go with the tide. He has his opinion about stuff, and that's what he sticks with. <laughs> now, why did you reject the Secret Service protection? It seems like that would be a... a- well, it's a form of welfare. You know, you're <laughs> having, having the taxpayers pay to take care of somebody. Yeah. And I'm an ordinary citizen, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I would think I should pay for my own protection. And uh, it costs, I think, more than $50,000 a day to protect is those is? individuals. Yeah. So, you know, that's I think, a lot of money. I th- they uh, what did fifty thousand dollars a day that to protect day. rent. This was three hundred thousand dollars a month. Yeah, cool. And the Secret Service well, pays for what, it. Fifty thousand times. I'm sorry, times thirty would be one hundred fifty thousand. But it's ridiculous. Well, it's times two, so it's three hundred thousand for the two guys. Three guys. Yeah, but they only do two. Or does Newt get protection too? I don't know. Maybe he does. Why wouldn't he? Someone sent me a clip from this Leno thing, which I thought was just funny. Uh, and I and I you know when he's political and all that is great, but when he gets cynically political and makes jokes, that's when I that's when I really fall in love with this guy. Too late for people like Jeb Bush or uh, Bush or Chris Christie to get into the race. I guess theoretically not, but practically speaking, it, it's not going to happen. No. I mean, something very unusual would happen. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. There were these rumors going around that there was some sort of secret deal with you and, 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 and Mitt Romney. You seem to be very friendly during right. a couple of debates. Anything to that? 
something about it, it's very secret because uh, he and I don't know a whole lot about it. <laughs> but, you know, there has been talk a little bit, uh, and uh, the big deal I have to consider is whether I, whether I want to be a czar or head of the Federal Reserve. <laughs> That's, that's good. I, I like that. By the way, I want to correct <laughs> myself real quick before this goes on and somebody writes in. Oh. It's not $150,000. And what am I thinking? I knew that number was wrong. It's $1.5 million, million yeah, dollars you're right. a you're right. month you're right. to protect Rick Santorum. Yeah. And I, another $1.5 million a month to protect Romney and possibly another one. This is like the way we throw money away. No wonder the country's got no, no big. It's ridiculous. This is not value for value in my book. No. 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 So, um, meanwhile, the real uh, Federal Reservist, well, Timothy Geithner is, of course, the Treasury, not the Federal Reserve. Uh, he was being grilled by uh, Representative Congressman Gowdy. Well, I hope you got something, because I watched this and fell asleep two or three times. Yeah, I know. Oh, man, I'm telling you, it's very hard It's sometimes. been on for hours. Right, have you been taking the Simbala again? You, you got to quit that. Simbalta. Yeah, whatever. Hours and hours. Yeah, it's very, very and, long. And by the way, did you notice Bernanke with his like hand to his face? He looked, he looked more bored than Lisa Jackson. I mean, <laughs> you know, she was giving testimony. He was just like, oh, do yeah. I have to Why be here? Why do I have here? to be here? Can't I be smoking a cigar someplace? Yeah, like, oh, living yeah. it up with some hookers. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I, I'm looking still for quotes from uh, Bernanke. Uh, he did say something about the gold standard. Where he said, uh, to have a gold standard, you have to go to South Africa or someplace and dig up tons of gold and move it to New York and put it in the basement of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. That's a lot of effort and work. Yeah, sure. But uh, Timmy was being grilled by Gowdy. And Gowdy's saying, look, if we didn't raise, because, you know, of course, we're going to have another debt ceiling raise, right? It's time once again. This will be the third in, in less than a year. Yeah, and let me ask you a question. Sure. Why was there such a fuss over that first one, no fuss over the next one, and there probably won't be a fuss over this one? What's the deal? Uh, because they wanted to, remember, that was about getting the, the XL, no, that wasn't that, wasn't that time. And it's no, probably, I don't know. I don't know. No. It, there was nothing else on. Smash wasn't running yet. They didn't have a good alternative on television. So um, the question is, if we did not raise the debt limit anymore, ever, how much money would we need just to supplement our revenues, i.e. tax, and our debt payments moving forward? Which I think might be considered a great question. That amount of time, the larger the number you create, the do it. But again, the debt limit uh, doesn't decide how much we can borrow. You decide how much we can borrow because every year you decide how, how much debt would we need to meet current and future obligations, assuming the status quo indefinitely. Well, that, that I'd be happy to get you in writing. I can't do it in my head, though. How about a round number? No, no idea. I just can't do it in writing. But if, if your question is, is that if Congress authorized no additional increase in spending or revenues right. forever, how much we have to borrow? Uh, I, I can do that question in math, but I've got to... 20, gotta, 20 trillion? I, I, I just can't do it in my head. Fifty trillion? <laughs> I don't know. I've seen you work before. You're smart. You're quick. <laughs> Not smart enough. A lot? Question. Can we agree it'd be a lot? It would be a lot. Uh, it would make you uncomfortable. <laughs> hey, that sounds bad. <laughs> that does not sound very good. Make you uncomfortable. Make you uncomfortable. Hey, thanks, uh, Timmy. That's really nice of you.
So there is actually quite a, a bit happening over in uh, in Euroland uh, that I've been following because uh, we have the 23rd will be tomorrow. And uh, actually, the 25th is apparently the big day. I've been reading some uh, some Greek blogs. Do you know what they do when the politicians and these banksters and technocrats walk out in public, uh, like from their car into the safety of their building? And, and, and it sounds illogical once you once you hear about it. They throw yogurt. And so everyone is stocking up on you yogurt. Sure yogurt. Yeah. OK. Yeah, yogurt. And, you know, Greek yogurt. Is they're famous for their yogurt? So <laughs> Greek yogurt. Yeah. Well, Greek yogurt is a little different, by the way. And I would recommend people get uh, use Greek yogurt because it's a thicker, yes, uh, strained product. You get more for your money. Yeah. And uh, so on the twenty fifth, which is uh, uh, Greece's Independence Day, uh, everyone will be throwing yogurt at what they call the Greeko kleptocrats. So uh, of course we're looking. I was thinking that March 23rd would be the final annihilation of Greece, but the IMF, they've moved it down the road three more months. New report from the International Monetary Fund on Greece uh, requires 12 billion euros more austerity measures in, <laughs> in, yeah, to close the funding. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's, that's that little the story that keeps, just keeps it, on giving. It, it never stops. The IMF expects Greece to pass new measures, otherwise they'll withhold the next tranche of aid to Greece due in three months. Now, uh, PIMCO, uh, a very interesting company, PIMCO, they basically write all these sovereign bonds. I'm sure there are others to do it, but PIMCO is kind of the bond company that does all these deals, right? And uh, I didn't know that Neil Kashkari had gone to PIMCO. Now, Neil Kashkari, will remember, was the assistant or deputy secretary of the Treasury during the bailout. And he, of course, is an ex-Goldman guy. Remember this guy? This, this Neil Kash- well, We laughed about him, Cash Carry. And, cash and Carry. Uh, cash and Carry. And a real douchebag. And if you ever watch that HBO snow job about the bailout, you know, he's all over it. So he's at PIMCO now, and he was on, I think, CNBC. And here's what he was saying. Basically, the news is not good. Lack of reaction. Yeah, I think that the markets have priced in a delayed. So, a you know, like you said, a, a partial solution, uh, an orderly default right now. But again, we don't think that Greece is going to be able to actually deliver on the austerity measures that they're promising. And so and they have an election coming up. And so it could be the election that triggers that reignites the crisis. Once policymakers around the eurozone recognize that they're going to need to bail out Greece again, another restructuring. Portugal is likely going to need another bailout. Those are the types of things that could catalyze sentiment to swing back to risk off. And so we're very focused on buying individual stocks that we like that have less direct exposure to these shocks coming out of the eurozone. And uh, Spain is also uh, now everyone's starting to to muddle about Spain. But Spain is pretty much what I'm reading is saying, no, we're not going to do any austerity. We're not gonna. We're not gonna play with your game. And they should. They've already debated. Essentially, the whole country's been in austerity mode for years. Ever since the, the there's no employment there. It's a mess. They don't want to. They can't cut back anymore. Friend of mine. What are they supposed to do? A, uh, Use burning their clothes as fuel. I mean, come yeah. on. Childhood friend of mine lives there and works uh, near Barcelona. A Dutch guy. And I spoke to him. I called him on his birthday, uh, beginning of the month. 
And he said, uh, it was quite, quite interesting. He's like, oh, it's really, he said, you know, people are, you know, if the, if my doorbell rings, uh, I have to look out the upstairs window because people are just getting jacked in their houses now. And they'll just, you know, they'll just clobber you in the street and take whatever you've got, you know, your clothes, literally. And he said, you know, I looked at my, yeah, no, no. I mean, and he's like, he was serious. And cause you know, we were talking about guns. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't happen here in Texas, boy. Let me tell you that. And, uh, and he said, you know, he looked at his paycheck and I don't know what he makes. He's an executive at like uh, some tchotchke company. Um, but he said they took an extra 311 euros out of his paycheck to help pay for the austerity measures. It's like, you know, it's like, wow, that's a lot. Three, yeah. 311 euros. I was like, wow. But, you know, but even he said, well, you know, I think it's good. We should be doing this. We've got to help each other. You socialist prick. I said, and I hung up on him. Um, you hung up on You did not. No, I did not. Um, anyways, <laughs> in, uh, in, in Greece now, of course, they're accelerating the sale. We've been waiting for this. Accelerating the sale of 227 billion euros in uh, Greek assets, including uh, the energy and gas companies. Number one bidder has finally presented itself, Gazprom, the Russians. They're first in line, so there's still no uh, official uh, buyer yet, but we're looking for that. One-third of all of the land in Greece is now up for sale. One-third. One-third of it. And um, as a part of this, some interesting things are happening. Uh, Greece is now, there's this internet-based cashless network, um, and the the unit is called the TEMS, T-E-M-S. And so, essentially, it's a, it's like a, a virtual currency that you can use to trade services with each other. And uh, I think we should watch this because it's very interesting. And now, the site unfortunately is in, in you know it's in Greek, so I, I don't understand any of it. But it's Greek to you, yeah. Um, but it's uh, no, it's really interesting how uh, you know they, they basically they can't do anything else but start to trade services virtually. You know, like a dentist, you can you, know, you can wash his car and he'll clean your teeth. Um, and then the final thing from the BBC, and this is what really blew me away. So the the vibe in most of Europe, and I speak to a lot of Europeans, is those lazy ass Greeks, right? That's you would agree. That's kind of what it's come down to. Those well, la- that's what the yeah you get that impression from uh, the. Essentially, the xenophobic. I mean, this shows you why Europe is not going to work, because essentially they they still have these cultural divides between uh, North and South and the various countries. France and Germany still they still don't get each other. In fact, their educational systems in both countries is extremely different, and they're going to try to consolidate them. It's not possible. So the BBC published numbers from the OECD, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. And uh, let me bring up the whole chart here for a second, because it was fascinating. It's number of hours each of the slaves works in, uh, in Euroland. So I'll give you the top five most hours worked. Uh, and we can also do the most productive if you want. Uh, so number five on most hours worked is Turkey. Number four is Estonia. Number three is Poland. Number two is Hungary. And who do you think is number one in most hours worked with an average of, let me see, 2,017 hours per year, more than any other European country? 
Greek. Yeah, Greece. <laughs> Fewest hours. Number one, the Netherlands. Number two, Germany. Number three, Norway. Then France. So it's upside down. And the Netherlands, I know the bunch of lazy suckers there. But wow, I mean, so they work more than any other population in Europe, according, got, to, you, according to the report. Is that chart going to be on the show notes? You got it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good one. 393.nashownotes.com. Um, now, of course, Poland. So how do, what's the rationale? What do people look at this chart and say? Well, uh, the lazy Greeks. I mean, yeah. what are they going to say? I don't know. But, you know, this, these are just the this real numbers. This whole thing is rigged, by the way. So let's, let's, we may have some new listeners. This is rigged, yeah. this whole thing. And it's rigged so we can get some oil and gas through Greek to Greece without the paying off any of the Greeks. I was reading an interesting uh, article, a very long article, but uh, I got one passage out of it. The Euro's purpose was not to facilitate the creation of a Europe of transfrontier love, peace, and harmony. <laughs> yeah, really. Boosted trade and economic efficiency, but to attack the economic, social, and political gains of working people accumulated over two centuries in the most bitter struggles. What is happening in country after country, starkest of all in Greece, Ireland, Portugal, but also just as visibly to anyone who is paying attention in Britain, is nothing less than the opening salvos of a new, more intense, and dangerous dangerous phase of class warfare. I thought that was a pretty accurate statement. I wouldn't argue against it. I think there is an element of class warfare in all this, especially what's going on in Europe. With all those those pretentious a-holes that run the European Parliament. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, as we get into uh, our donation segment, I wanted to play something. And this was, uh, you probably heard the report or read, ab- or read about this. Um, this is from PBS, uh, I'm sorry, NPR, National Treasure. Now, NPR, for those of you who don't know how uh, NPR is supposed to work, they give you the impression that uh, your donations help the show. And that uh, they don't do anything like advertising. They have underwriting and sponsorships and, and all of these kind of, you know, these kind of like, you know, things. And, you know, the, and of course, the government money was only like 3% or something. So no one gives a crap about that. But meanwhile, they're a pretty big operation. And they're doing quite well, thank you very much. But they still guilt you into these huge donation drives. And it's all bull crap. Now, if there's one thing that really stands out in commercial <clears throat> commercial media is when you do segments on your advertisers. We see this all the time on commercial television and radio. And yeah, and you see, especially like on 60 Minutes, they'll have a report highlighting a new movie that just so happens to be part of the Viacom family in some way. Exactly. Which is, you know, exactly. Who owns CBS. So NPR has uh, 175 corporate underwriters uh, that they had over their last fiscal year. 175. Now, it wouldn't be too hard, I don't think, to have a spreadsheet and track all these 175 uh, sponsors. Although, um, the head of uh, uh, sponsorship underwriting says, it would be a logistical nightmare and senseless use of time on air and space online to repeat a rote statement about a company being a sponsor each time one of the 175 are mentioned in a story. Okay, so that would be a disclaimer. 
And what a waste of time to say, hey, by the way, these guys sponsor NPR. I mean, I mean, what did that take? Two seconds? Wow, what a waste of time. What a waste of online space, which, by the way, I think is pretty much unlimited, your amount of <laughs> online space. Yeah. This is... Um, <laughs> what all, a crock! This is, all things considered, a fine, outstanding program from your national treasure, the start of the show. All right, here we are at the end of a long day. You might be feeling like... Tired sucks. You've seen these ads. They play over and over and over again. Yeah, on NPR. Again, on cable and online. They hawk a product that claims to repair your tired days. Five-hour energy fixes tired. Fast. One shot. Back to work. Problem solved. Five-hour energy. Fix the tired. So you've seen the ads, and maybe you've picked up one of those little red-yellow plastic bottles next to the Us Weekly at the convenience store. But you might not know much about the man behind the caffeine-laced energy shot. This is my favorite. Bring on the owner of the company. Bring on the people who are running the show of a sponsor. His name is Manoj Bargava. And Claire O'Connor, a staff writer at Forbes, learned more about this mystery drink and the mystery man behind it. Welcome, Claire. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, to start, I'm going to crack open a five-hour energy because um, I actually don't How awesome drink is this? So while I may have tasted this once, I don't think I've knocked back a shot. Well, I'm glad you're doing it in front of me. They have the thing mics. You can hear her opening it up and guzzling. Yeah. For the listen, first listen. First time. Because you did it in front of him, right? <laughs> I did. I did it at his conference room table in suburban Detroit for the first time. And I've got to tell you, for the next two weeks, I was hooked. Okay, so are you supposed to do it in one? I was hooked. It was so good. One full gulp. Yeah, one fell swoop. Just get it down. All right, here we go. <laughs> God! <laughs> Not delicious, is it? So... They do a whole story on one of their major advertisers for like five minutes, and they couldn't say, oh, by the way, they sponsor NPR. They're an underwriter, advertiser, whatever you want to call it. They couldn't do that. This is an outrageous scam. <laughs> it is an outrageous scam. I mean, wow. I, I would be loving to drink a Starbucks or something on the show and get paid for it and yeah, just claim tens it. tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, well, that ain't going to happen. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. Suck it down. That is Dvorak.org slash NA for your people who hate that's what they're trying to pull over the wool over your eyes on these other and do you th- And do you think we they, do not do any of that? And do you think they said it's a piece of shit product? No. <laughs> it is pretty. That makes you know, you by the nuts. way, we got a hate letter finally. Oh, well, hey, this has been a long time. Big, long rant about how we should take advertisers and we can be sick of listening to us beg for I, money I, I, I and all the this. rest of it. And then he says, he's complaining. I think it was somehow he got passed over for a birthday mention and never wrote back or, you know, because we usually do make goods on those. But some and JC, we, generally speaking, we don't miss too many birthdays. So uh, anyways, I think that's what he's really mad about because it was that little gripe was buried in his 25 things that reasons people shouldn't donate. And one of the, then he goes on about how full of crap I am. He says, you, this was what bug, bugged me the most because it was a factual thing. He says, Dvorak's full of crap. You can't mix butane in gasoline. When I talked about the various blends. Right, blends of, yeah. 
So I said, well, you know, I know they do that because I used to work at an oil refinery, unlike him. And I, but I wasn't sure what the current, uh, what the state of the art was. And so I did it. And you can, he could go Google this if he's still the same. I'm sure he is. Uh, the, the, you, the Google search is butane component of gasoline. And what I did find out is the current thinking in butane, they, they, in the summertime, the butane component is 2% butane in a gallon of gasoline. <laughs> And in the winter, because it's colder and the, and you need more, you, you, the vapor pressure has to change or the gasoline won't vaporize right. The, the butane component in gasoline is 10%. John, I would have believed you. You don't have to like. I'm just saying, I just want this guy to go look these things up before he starts blasting us for being, yeah. you know, and then he yeah, also complained about eating food on the air. But hey, yeah. hey, hold on one second, John. I have here a nice bottle of Santorum frothy mix. And I'm going to have a swig right now. Did you actually make some Santorum? Mmm. <laughs> have you actually made that drink? You know, we do have the recipe. We got to put that recipe. I'm in drinking one. our own No Agenda bottled frothy mix, the All Santorum. Right. Not a sponsor of the No Agenda program. Nope. All right, so let's thank some people that did help us out here. Sir Robert Goshko in Sherwood Park, Alberta, $129.69 in the morning. John Nana from Gitmo Nation. Back, back. Keep, uh, I'm not quite sure. Uh, keep up all the good work and the best co- podcast in the universe. Can I get a Hey Citizen Huntsman Karma Combo? All right, here we go. I'm sure we can do that. Let me just get it ready here. You've got karma. Hey Citizen. Hey, reverse, reverse combo. I've, I've heard better. Uh, but no, he says, it was good. let's go, listener. Support the show. Don't be a douchebag, Sir Robert. It was, it was valid. It was a good one. Well, I'd like to be a citizen followed by the... But that's okay. It was fine. Okay. Well, now, Adam, I, now, now, now I feel bad. Hey, citizen. I feel bad. You've got karma. I want the guy feeling See, I like that better. I don't think he want... I don't think he got gypped or something. No, he didn't get gypped, but I did. <laughs> okay. Good. Because I'm expecting a certain kind of a flair. Moving right along. Adam Schmidt, Minnetonka, Minnetonka Minnesota. $101.01. Uh... Can't get enough of the. I can't thank you enough for the hours you spend creating the No Agenda Show. You've changed the way I consume news and especially media and entertainment. Please send a special karma to my sweet lady, Jenja the Ninja. You've got karma. He also wants a No Agenda anthem, which we did play at the beginning of today's show. William Cannonberg Portage or Portage, probably in Minnesota. Or Minas- no, not Minnesota. Michigan, $99.99. Thanks niner, for, niner, niner, niner. Thanks for making my commute worthwhile. 90% of Michigan primary voters who did not vote for Dr. Ron Paul are douchebags. Douchebag. Indeed. Nicholas Oman in Thief River Falls, Minnesota. A lot of Minnesotans today. 7070. Been listening for a month or two now. Felt like I should really give you guys some money, so here goes. I figured I would one dollar and one cent up those guys giving sixty nine sixty nine and just ask for some generic relationship karma. I'd also like to point out about the UN stuff from last Saturday with the tax based off the country's GDP. I really think it was about preventing someone like Ron Paul from coming in and pulling out all the funding we're giving every other country out there since it was and by the way, he did mention that quite a bit on the uh, Leno, Leno show. Leno show, yeah. Uh, pulling out all the funding we're giving other country out there since it was just saying you must give other countries support in that amount. So give him a karma. Yes, absolutely. 
Good relationship karma. You've got karma. You know, it looks like this may be the last week for the 6969 because we had Seth Harper coming in from Morgantown, West Virginia, $70. He wants a super slide whistle roulette karma from last week. Worked. Oh, that was for him. Worked out okay. I only got to play for an hour, and 33 was the only number that hit. And it hit twice, so here's 70 bucks. What? That's more than just a little offhanded mention, my friend. That's a big deal. That was amazing. Also, on the way back coming through the Vegas airport, I chose the security line with a hot chick at the end. She went and opted out, and of course, I was going to anyway. As we were sitting, standing on the side, the TSI guy said, you know, it's the same as a cell phone. I said, no, I don't know that, and how do you know that? Look how much bigger than a cell phone the thing is. <laughs> he just shrugged his shoulders. Put that thing up to your head then if it's the same. <laughs> I like that that's, one. That's a good one. That thing's a little bigger than a cell phone, big, you a-hole. It looks a little bigger to me. <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, uh, Super Slide uh, Whistle Karma. Oh. Although I guess he already got it, so maybe you should go play again. Send us more. That's what I was thinking. Or we'll have to start drinking more frothy, uh, frothy mixes. Gail Oswowski in Concord, North Carolina. Uh-oh. 6969. And it's pronounced Yael. Yael Oswowski. Yael. Yael Oswowski. Okay. He's in Charlotte. Nice town, by the way. Dear John and Adam, unless I'm able to contribute to the program that constantly cuts through the manufactured propaganda and, and others and what others call news... After years of indoctrination at the university or at university <coughs> and just getting by on the slave wages of internships, now is the best time to donate to the program. Tell the slaves to visit libertyinexile.com for some millennial media assassination and listen and listen for it. Mondays on noagendastream.com. Hopefully this donation could bring some karma that is much needed as I hear back from my first job interview in Dallas. You've got karma right on it's a good show actually liberty in exile it is millennial uh, media assassination it's stuff that we're too old for okay <sighs> peter meyer in uh cyprus texas another guy right down the street from me there 6969 there we go uh, no, normally I sleep for a few hours, wake up for a few, then sleep again while, until it's time to wake up and be a good slave. Recently, I've been listening to the same old No Agenda podcast to fill the time and have fallen back asleep doing so. It's pretty funny having all the memes brought into my dreams. <laughs> Not a bad site. Memes to dreams dot com. In a recent dream, I had a fine little milf reading me passages from Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> Before looking me in the eyes and telling me she wanted to propagate the formula, <laughs> if you know what I mean. After hearing about Adam's recent marketing video for Mattel, I'm fearful his agent is going to start booking him for class of 83 high school reunions. And it hit me. Adam should get into the subliminal audio business. Stop smoking. Stop smoking. Get smoking hot. I think we have something here. Not drunk yet, but working on it. Here's a domain I got for you just in case. No subliminal agenda.com. <laughs> up the great work, especially the pipeline research. Hook me up with one of the hot MILF baby karmas. Oh, uh, hold on. That's a different one. That's one hot MILF baby. Uh, okay, I got it. I wasn't expecting that. Sorry. That's okay. one hot MILF baby. You've got karma. <laughs> 
Ryan Cornwell in Jamestown, Ohio, 6969. No comment. I have a look in the email. Maybe there's something there. Lionel Hendricks in Alexandria, Virginia. Another 6969. Happy 18th birthday, Chance Pants. Guys, can you please give Chance some karma for her 18th birthday? She's now a fully legal slave of Gitmo Nation West. She's going to need it. You've got karma. Car racer in Shakopee, Minnesota. Another Minnesota in 5828 from James and Shakopee. Donating 5828 to celebrate the ages of my father and I will turn on March 23rd. Best birthday present he ever got. Karma for my dad's heart issue would also be appreciated. A few comments and a question. One, tell Adam to stop sparking his lighter near the mic. It's annoying. Two, you guys sound like the Fox News idiots when you talk about video games. Yeah. <laughs> At least we have hot legs. So what do you care? Yeah. True. When do we talk about video games? I don't know. Where does Adam suggest that learning more about the Illuminati, or suggest about learning more about the Illuminati? Is any good Illuminati-based fiction books? 5828. Uh, I have a website for you. HollywoodIlluminati.com. There you go. That's a fun one. Good enough. Uh, Wait, is he in karma? Yeah, uh, heart karma for his dad. Oh, heart dad. You've got karma. Uh, Daniel Krusey in Zurich, Switzerland, uh, 5816 in the morning from Zurich, Switzerland. I think it's like 10 euros. I'd like to send a Hayes Citizen double didn't did douchebag, a double say Citizen double douchebag, I guess, to my brewski Steph for beating me to the donation. Ah, let the inner tubes know he has won. Um, okay, well, I'm going to do a douchebag, huntsman, douchebag karma then. That'll probably well, sound... He said, once, he said, hey, citizen, douchebag. Oh, oh, a hey, citizen? Oh, a hey, citizen, douchebag. Wow, okay. Douchebag. Hey, citizen. Douchebag. You've got karma. You're requesting too much of the driver here. Yeah, that was too much. Yeah. William Bryant, Converse, South Carolina, 5555 in the morning with my recent TSA groping and the USA Today brainwashing what appears... At my hotel uh, door every day. I'd, like, I'd be an idiot not to increase my donation via my recent stealings from the federal theft program, IRS. I'm very pleased the number of donations I'm hearing from the former slave capital of the United Gitmo States, having once passed it on to D.C., including two recent nights I recognize as having recommended your show and would like to call out the remaining non-donating Carolina listeners as douchebags. Douchebag. With the the side of Hot Pockets jingle since I met Adam and he's smoking hot fiancé in the 2008 tour. We Carolinians are natural no-agenda crackpots. No conflict. (laughs) As a challenge, I will increase my monthly contribution five dollars per every new Carolinian who gets who gets in at least at one dollar or eleven dollars and eleven cent monthly donation. Get to it, and the South shall rise again. Love you guys. Why? Because you're the only sanity on the airwaves. Adios, mofos. And he'd like to hear more whoop them at the end of the show. Well, thank you very much, William. That's very kind of you. And uh, yeah, the South will rise once again. Now that I'm here. Christopher Shue in St. Martin, Minnesota. Wow, Minnesota's winning today. What's happening? Uh, double nickels on the dime. Some karma shot for his mother as she go or his mother as she goes into the hospital today on a possible heart issue. Oh yeah, well, heart, heart karma is always heart Minnesota. You've day. got karma. Scott Rzepka in Villa Park, Illinois, fifty five ten. Just finished the beta version of my website, backyardoctoberfest.com. Hmm. And thought a donation was due since you provided hours of entertainment while I was coding. 
<laughs> That's like messed that. up code, dude. You better get that reviewed. <laughs> I also said, well, it might make you bring the adrenaline up, get him code faster. I also added a no agenda banner add to the site so drunken slaves could find the show. Oh, happy cool. halfway to Oktoberfest. Prost. All right. If I make any money off the site, you'll get a kickback. You've got karma. Karma for your backyard, Oktoberfest.com, my friend. Cameron DeMay in Fort Myers, Florida, double nickels on the dime. Uh, my wife says we can't afford to donate. I said we can't afford not to. <laughs> Can I get a Hey Citizen Lone Wolf call out for my comrade and monthly subscriber, Bolt? Oh, okay. Uh, let me see. How do we do that? Hey, Citizen. <laughs> <laughs> right that's on. A good, that's a, that's a yeah. new one. I like that. Yeah, he wants more gay huntsman wires. Tim Schallberger in Bend, Oregon. Bend over Oregon, oh, 5510. Oh, oh. Double nickels on the dime with the best cut. Podcast in the universe. How about some slide whistle karma for the great, exciting things coming up for me soon? Keep up the great work, Tim. You've got karma. Uh, Aaron Schnee, Lincoln, Nebraska, no comment, 5510, double nickels on a dime. Mike Potter Lake, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, it's a pleasure week here in St. Louis, which reminded me to donate to the real national treasure, the okay. No Agenda Show, the best podcast in the universe. Thank you. And we don't have to drink anything to prove it. Exactly. Mike, although we drink tea and coffee. Mm -hmm. Andrew Richter from Wayne, Michigan, 5210. Thanks for the great research you do. I'll just ask for a little new job, Karma. Head into a job I hate. Well, working forward to an interview tomorrow, uh, please also give me a douchebag as I've been listening for three years and this is my first donation, so I still feel like a douche. Well, here you go, my friend. New job, Karma. You've got Karma. Next time you uh, bring in some uh, some help, uh, we'll uh, give you a de-douching. Yep. Matt Milligan, Sparks, Nevada. Sparks, Nevada. 5150. In the morning, you're still making the donation donation of 5150 as I will be placed in an involuntary psychiatric hold, huh. 5150, by the U.S. government when they find out I've been listening to and believing the No Agenda Prophets. <laughs> I would like a dollop of karma for my wife, Sarah, daughter, Elena, and little human resource nestled in the womb. Also, the karma I requested a while back for helping Jake Kirsten and myself make it to the Nevada State Caucus's delegates for Ron Paul worked. We're fired up and ready to go kick some establishment ass in Reno in May as there was a large amount of state delegates for Paul. I Just a little factoid. Nevada has picked the winners of all but one of the last 25 presidential elections. We picked Gerald Ford over Jimmy Carter in 76. Thanks for the value for value style. It's the way of the future. You've got karma. David Johnson in Browntown, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, 5150. That's interesting. We don't normally get a lot of 5150. We've got a bunch. I think it's because we mentioned on the last show. Yeah. Listening to the show 392 as I milk the cows. <laughs> really? Code 5150 suits me just fine. So here's 5150. Put it toward Wisconsin. I noticed a few weeks ago you had a rash of Wisconsin donors. I suggest you pull these donations and pit the states against each other. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah, like the Greek. You know, you yeah, lazy, Greek. lazy ass Greeks. Hey, you stupid Wisconsinites. Yeah, hey, you're lazy. You're no good. Look, Texas is kicking your ass. A little competition is a good thing. If you retroactively include those other Wisconsin donations, I'll bet you we're ahead of Texas and California. By the way, today's my birthday. Put him on the birthday list. Oh, he's not on? Oh, that's nope. no good. Oh, we missed him. All right. He's on. 
That's why we very rarely miss birthdays because when they're even when they're not picked up, we pick them up. Or we no, he's on. He's on. He's on the list. Oh, is he? Yep. Oh. Oh, there it is. I'm sorry. Podcast for Peace in Alamo, California, 5150. Please mention Podcast for Peace. Uh, Andrew Gardner Avenue, Maryland, 5150. Wow. The, uh, in the morning, this donation <laughs> goes out to Jason Russell to buy some new pants. Please send some karma to Dr. Paul. You've got <laughs> karma. Buy some new pants. Hey, buddy. Jason. Hey, buy some new pants. It's some pants, will you? They're noticing. <laughs> That's They're noticing. Yeah. Joseph Mantell, Port Moody, British Columbia, 5150. Uh, Dvorak and Curry, greetings from Gitmo Nation North. I've been enjoying the deconstructions and opportunities to sharpen the mind after 13 years of schooling and a university education has taken a while to undo the damage done to the critical f- faculties. Nowadays, it's fun to discover that the world isn't quite what you thought it was because now it makes more sense. Exactly. Would you please send a hey citizen out to John who got me switched Onto the show and a karma shot for my dog, Harry Boy, who has to spend more time than usual alone at home this week. Appreciate that. Hey, citizen. You've got karma. John Calvin Jones in British Columbia, uh, $50. Uh, have not donated in nearly two years. Please de-douche me. I'm presently working in, a, in BC as a temporary, on a temporary contract. Should get rehired but cannot take any chances. So here's $50, all I can afford, given my precarious employment status. So please issue a little job, Karma. You guys helped me uh, last spring without a donation because you're the best podcast in the universe. And by the way, Canada will soon look like Greece, Italy, or much of the Gitmo states if people refuse to vote for the NWO Canadian Action Party. Canada is heavily in debt to the IMF and private banks. They're vaccinating people like crazy and peanut allergies are skyrocketing. Even though Canadian heater Fraser proved that peanut oil is used as a medium in vaccines. Mm. Thank you again. John Kelvin Jones, Ph.D., professor of statistics and criminology. Wow. Dedouching and karma for the prof. You've been dedouched. You've got. Very nice. Hey, um, thank the Sorry. professor and all the rest of our donors, by the way, for helping us on show 393. That is very much appreciated. And we hope to continue the, the work that we do. Uh, I, please I got, go I, to work. Hold on. Before you do that, I got one more thing. Oh, we have another one? Yeah. Kiss Cut sent a note. Uh, he says, hey, Adam and John, it's me, Kiss Cut, the man who started the 129 years meme for you by sending in the New World Order clip, episode 3900. Uh, I'm really hoping you get uh, many $129 donations from this. Well, we've gotten... Uh, Zero. <laughs> we got none. Uh, you don't have to mention this on the air, but you two got so sidetracked when mentioning my donation that you did not get through the entirety of my note where I kindly requested a dedouching as well as a shot of karma for a new endeavor that I've started. Uh, as well, all know the No Agenda Karma works and I donated because I love y'all. So I feel pretty bad about that. Um, and I did like the $129 donation level, but uh, that really hasn't worked out too well for us. So here's your dedouching and your You've karma. You've been dedouched. You've got karma. Yes. So we want to remind everyone to go to Dvorak.org slash NA to keep up, uh, keep the show going and uh, keeping us, uh, keeping the bills paid so that, so that we don't get somebody knocking on the door. Yeah, like the bill collector. Dvorak.org. Slash N-A. And remember us And we also want to, by the way, I want to thank uh, everyone who's uh, donated in smaller amounts. So not everyone can afford uh, 
a 50 or 200 or 1,000 or whatever, uh, most people, you know, can they have some leftover money in their PayPal account or they have maybe $20, $30 that they're not going to spend or they take a look at their parking meter bill and decide that, you know, they can money could be better spent if they walk to work and send us a, what they'd be dropping in the rip-off parking meters. Which, by the way, you know, parking meters began as a timing <laughs> yeah, device. Yeah, we know. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. we know. Now, I do realize that, uh, you know, we get, we, I'm seeing a lot of new names, and that's really nice, and people are stepping up to the bar. Uh, somehow, it's impossible, of course, to measure our, our actual audience. We don't know. Uh, we really, we, you know, it's probably 2% that is actually donating. Uh, maybe even less, right? Didn't you once figure out some numbers that was probably like 1.5% or something? The 2% is a pretty classic kind 2%, of, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it would be nice if we had... 10% would be easy street, but as you know, the people that donate, we want to thank them profusely. And, yes. they, and a lot of them donate, you know, more than once, which is a, and some people are essentially patrons. Yeah. And we want to thank them, you know, a lot. And, but that, you know, I, mean, I also want to mention something about the, the gripe letter that we got, the guys moaning about the donation segment being too long sometimes. If, you know, the donation segment is also entertaining, I think it is. It makes we have me some laugh. funny letters. People give us anecdotes about the TS, you know, the TSA experiences. Uh, we have commentary during the donation segments. Uh, it's not just uh, you know, just begging for money. We're well, you know what, people, you know what and then we beg for money for like two seconds by saying go to dvorak.org slash na. Yeah. That's the you know that's where we ask for the money. The rest yeah. of it is just thanking people. Big waste of time, huh? Yeah, you know, we you know what, John? Forget it. We should just be drinking Red Bull or whatever the hell that crap is. Or I bet you they make. So much money on that Red Bull promotion is ridiculous. Five-hour energy drink, whatever it is. Of course they yes, do. Five, I'm, that's right, five-hour energy. And, that, of course, they, you know but, that the sales guy went out to the Red Bull guys and said, Hey, look, hey, look, look what, what we're what doing we over here. Yeah, Look what we did here for these yeah. guys. How come you don't come up to the plate? And, by the way, we won't do any negative uh, stories about mixing it with vodka and people getting shit-faced. It would be great. And how can you trust? How can you trust an out an outfit that does that? How can you trust the next story? That's all. I, I mean, my big revelation came when I saw an interview with me in uh, I think it was the New York Times. Even I'm like, they didn't get anything right. <laughs> Nothing. Now we get a lot of things wrong, but at least we're giving you some real information. And uh, there's just now not a lot of places. we have the sources. You can go check this yeah. stuff out yourself oh. and reinterpret it. And I we said, have. We sent a letter out this week that I said, you know, re, you know, read through that executive order yourself and see if you come up with, you know, read through it. Maybe there's a, you know, something that'll trigger a thought in you that maybe we're overlooking. You know, we like to make this an interactive show. We're not just, I mean, we are Ooh. two guys talking to each other with people listening in. That's a, the basic model, but we, we're not oblivious yeah. to everybody out but there. But did you That's see anything about that executive order on the news anywhere? One single mention? No, no. The closest I came to it was I was coming, I went up to, I was driving around on Sunday and uh, I think it was, and I was listening to one of the talk, Sunday talk shows, the people that really can't get on during the week. And somebody, it was a call-in show, right-wing call-in show, and they called in this person and they, and they mentioned it. And I almost sounded like a no agenda listener because they were pretty much discussing what our points were. And the woman who ran the show says, I'd never heard of this. I'll look into it. And then that was the end. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll get back to you. We'll uh, respond to you in our written commentary. And I still see nothing except there are these natural food people that have yeah. apparently caught 
wind of it, but they're all looking at it from their one single perspective, which is just to shut down small farms, the organic farmers and hobbyist farms. Yeah. Well, anyway, so we really do work at it, and it's all we do, and the only way we keep alive is through our value-for-value model, but it is the future. This is the way you will determine what is actually valuable to you, and you'll start giving up things pretty soon. You'll start giving up cable, and you start giving up other bull crap that you absolutely do not need. Dvorak.org slash N-A Sir Mark Dytham congratulating Dame Astrid turning her special number birthday tomorrow. And uh, lots of karma and good luck to you, Dame Astrid. We love you very much. Peter Meir congratulates himself turning or celebrating his birthday on the 27th. Lionel Hendricks congratulates Chance Pants, who turned 18. James Car Racer uh, says happy birthday to his dad, who celebrates tomorrow, and himself, both born on the same day, the 23rd. And wow. David Johnson says happy birthday to himself. His birthday is today. And thank you all for your support of the best podcast in the universe. And uh, then we have uh, two knighthoods, John, which is nice to uh, be able to bring those up since uh, people have achieved knighthood status by the by way of the amount of their Stuck. donations. Hold on a second. Let me put, wait, hold on. I got to put some WD-40 in this thing. Okay, that should do it. Very good. Mitchell Sullivan and Victor Gregg, step forward. Uh, you, my friends, will be receiving one of the last night rings of the No Agenda Roundtables. We will be stopping that promotion very soon. Of course, it is just a small token of our appreciation for your donation and support of our value for value model. So I hereby pronounce thee, Sir Mitchell and Sir Victor, Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable. You know what's in store for you. Hookers and Blow, Rent Boys and Chardonnay. Booze and hot pants and wenches and beer right here at the round table. And wherever you go, you will know that you are amongst friends. It's true. It's true. It Actually, is true. You find two no agenda listeners to get together and they have a great time. Mickey really wants to do a, 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 a 2009 Hot Pockets tour. <laughs> have you been talking to her? Have you? Is, is this, no, I've said nothing to her about it. Is there something going she's on? She's just a woman that has it. She liked it. This is good for her. She's she's from you know another country and she's adopting to this culture and she finds the people of the United States like most people in Europe do. And that the, the public, the American public, the people you really run into on the road like that, to be fantastic people. True. True. A lot of support. Uh, I just don't know if we want to do. Well, we need a uh, we need a new mobile. We need one that can get up the Rockies. We need a, a yeah, exactly. I don't know. You should do a up and down the Midwest. You should go. I here's what I would think. You can do uh, Texas mm-hmm. and then up to Oklahoma is great. Yeah, where the wind is a great place. Yeah, where the and wind then goes you go to Arkansas is, I think, one of the prettiest states. Well, you do have to go into the Ozarks. Ozarks. So just take a little Ozarks. Yeah, we skip Ozarks, Ozarks are fantastic. But we want to get over to, up there. It's we, amazing. Yeah, we want to go Colorado. In, we want to do Montana. We want to do. You know, you Montana's know. a long haul, but you can get up to Montana without. I think you don't have to cross the Rockies. If you stay on this side of the Rockies, you just go up and down, and then you bump up against the Rockies. You don't have to go in. But the, the, up problem, and over. the problem is, you know, I know the Dutchess. What we were driving last time would not have made it up the the Rockies. There's no way. I think would have overheated. We were overheating in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So I don't know what to do. We couldn't take the uh, Mickey's ninety nine Range Rover, <clears throat> but then we, you know, then it began. It gets really expensive because you got to sleep in 
hotels and well yeah we can stay at people's houses well there are there are some uh, innkeepers that are uh, no agenda listeners I maybe mean, if you could get enough of them if there's like five or six that you could just go from in to in to in up and then back down and you'd be done. Hey, it's, wait a, it's minute. Two wait a minute. How did I get into planning this with you all of a sudden? This is not a good thing. Stop this. <laughs> anyway, it's all over, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, terror alert. Terror, terror, terror. Be very afraid. Oh, oh we're all going to die. Very startling testimony in Congress today. Wolf, current and former law enforcement intelligence Wolf. officials saying that many of Hezbollah's operatives have been in the U.S. for years, blending Squirrel. in, making a lot of money, a perfect resource for Iran if it's attacked and wants a quick, a quick counterstrike on the U.S. homeland. Have you been following this testimony? <laughs> I've been following. This is ludicrous. It's all the FBI, by the way. It's the FBI yeah, who the are FBI saying is it. pushing this. And I don't these know guys, what the deal is. Well, yeah. I mean, it's their whole raison d'être. It's the reason for their existence. Is you know they keep you know pushing these stupid saps. You know they goading them for years. Well, like come also, on, man, a bunch come of on. CIA guys showing up all over the place. Again, you know, you don't know if these guys. One guy was on uh, Aaron Burnett. After you're done with the jerk club, I'll play this one. Well, let me let me finish this. Just listen. To, I mean, this I I could have gotten the testimony straight from C-SPAN, but the whole play on how Wolf and his Wolf, how funny is that that the freaking guy's name is Wolf Blitzer and is talking about lone wolves. The whole play up of this thing is nuts. It's, it's called, called Iran's, Iran's A team of, of terrorism. Hezbollah, the A-team of terrorism, a militant group that's killed more Americans than any other except Al-Qaeda. With concerns about how Iran might retaliate if Israel bombs its nuclear installations, current and former law enforcement and intelligence officials tell Congress they've got new worries that Iran can tap into Hezbollah sympathizers and operatives who've been in the U.S. for years, <laughs> lying low, and have them strike on U.S. soil. Lying low. Their sophistication presence and deep entrenchment in American society and business has the potential to provide a platform to support a more lethal capability that should be of concern to all Americans. A platform, John. A platform for more lethal capability. Hezbollah. Yeah, they're all here to kill us. They're all lonely. <laughs> you know what someone, you know, uh, Robert Leather, one of our producers, he sent me a note and he said, have you ever watched The Siege? And uh, that's with Denzel Washington when he was still hot. And that is a movie from 1998. I didn't realize it was that old. So this is pre-9-11. And everything that is happening now is laid out in that movie. We have terrorist cells, but they actually blow, blow stuff up instead of like the phony stuff that we've got. It was incredible to see this movie that was basically prepping us for all the stuff that we're now supposed to be afraid of, which isn't actually happening. And it's it's a, it's well worth it. You can get it on Netflix. I, I'm going to, I don't know, maybe I should kick myself for re making this uh, clip request because we just played it last week, last show. Oh, I but can I, find I it. just think we need to play it one more time because we can't play this clip enough, which is the clip about the road to Iran from... Oh, uh, General Wesley Clark? Wesley Clark tells this story when he was running for president. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and, and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who had used, used to work for me. And one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to come in. You got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision. We're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. 
I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, I don't know. He said, I guess they don't know what else to do. So uh, I said, well, did they find some information collect connecting Saddam to Al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. And um, he said, I guess if, if the only tool you have is a hammer, every problem has to look like a nail. So I came back to see him a few weeks later. And by that time, we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just, he said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. Yeah, I love that clip. It's a great clip. Yeah. And it's every one of the countries. We know we got Clooney involved. We got all these. Angelina every one of the countries Jolie. that he listed yeah. are the countries. Yeah. And, and the, the only country that's not listed on there that fell over was, uh, well, I guess Egypt's not on there. But it was an accident. And the other one started in Tunisia. Tunisia. That was, yeah. And nobody Tunisia. talks about Tunisia. Or, that's or, not part or, of the plan. Or Bahrain. Bahrain. No, Bahrain is Bahrain. no, not only not part of the plan, but it's, but anyone who even thinks that they wanted to do any activity there, they get they get yeah. squashed by the Saudi Be, army. Yeah, because we got the the it's formula. It's not part of the, the plan. No, it's those what he just listed. Yep, those are the ones: Sudan, Somalia, uh, Lebanon, Syria, everything. Yeah. You know that uh, that that douche knuckle Michael Scheuer, He's the ex CIA oh, guy, guy who's yeah. on everywhere. So he's changed, sir. You cause everyone, sir, constantly. Yes, sir. So, so he used to be on the Bin Laden team. Of, of course, course. Uh, you know, it didn't exist. You know, Bin Laden, whatever. He was on Russia Today, and he made, he's changed his whole story now all of a he's, sudden. He's, 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 I, he's very entertaining. I always perk up because I know he's, I don't know who's telling him to say these things, but. Well, listen to what he said. Well, now it seems like he's in the Ron Paul camp. It's really strange. Listen. Washington's enemy is an enemy that doesn't exist. We're fighting an, uh, an Islamic enemy that uh, Washington believes is out to kill us because we have elections, because we're free, because we have women in the workplace. It's an enemy that doesn't exist. It didn't exist when bin Laden was alive. It doesn't exist now. America is being attacked because of its foreign policy in the, in the Muslim world, because of its support for Israel, because of its support for the Saudi police state, because of its presence on the Arab Peninsula. And until we accept that, until Americans can say to each other, whether you support aid to Israel or not, our relationship with Israel is causing this war, we are not going to be able to, to, to defeat this enemy. And Israel itself, as a country, is not the problem. The real problem are, is the leaders of the Jewish American community in the United States who influence and corrupt our Congress to support Israel when we have no interest there. Yeah, you're not going to be on TV much after that statement, dude. Wow. Yeah, that was like, why don't you just... That's geez. pretty hardcore, isn't it? Yeah, that's pretty close to just being uh, yeah, enjoy anti yeah. mean, That just violates all the rules. Oh, yeah. Enjoy Russia today because that's the only station you're going to be on after that He's one. He's going to have a lot of trouble with it. Yeah, yeah. well, because it's, it's very... Uh, you can't say these things. Well, it's not only that. You, well, it's more than that, there's, there's other... It, 
the Israeli thing is it's just not a bunch of Jewish leaders having us do things a certain way because we the media is run by the Jews, which is, is basically that what he said. That's basically what he said. Yeah, which is what he's saying, which is what is not the case. The case is that there is a larger scheme of things that's manipulating the media, the public, and everything else that has probably a lot more to do with the pipelines, yeah. which you talk about, than it does with the Jewish-Israeli state, which, you know, is, is being kept in a, in a, in a well, the only thing that I'd like marginalized to- situation because of the uh, kind of weird weirdness of that uh, that region. And it's me, been going on that way since day one. Let me just restate what I said, because the only reason I said he sounded he sound like it was in Ron Paul's camp was because he talked about the blowback, not about the uh, the Jews running the media. Like, yeah, no, Ron Paul's not doesn't buy into no, that. No, either. no, it's just the blowback. But that, that's what essentially where he's had. I know that's odd. Weird, huh? I, I didn't. Well, ex- you know, the only, I don't know. I don't yeah, know where exactly. That Who knows? Now. I have been following Sheriff Joe uh, Ar- Ar- Arpaio. This is the 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 guy, yeah, guy. from Arizona, and he has you know, right now. He's saying, you know what? It's crazy that whenever I do anything, when I walk around with my baseball bat and I get the prisoners out there working, and uh, and I'm acting like a good warden, the media is all over me. But now I'm starting to look into this uh, Obama stuff about his birth certificate. And <laughs> and more importantly, now this is important, John. This is very, very interesting. His selective service uh, card. And uh, so this is, I mean, there's, there's videos. There's, a, you know what, actually, I'm going to play this as an end of show clip. Because the audio, it, it's the presentation that he presented during a press conference. And it will be fun to listen to. Because they they have the President Obama's Selective Service card from um, Hawaii, and it is stamped uh, July. What is it? I think July twenty ninth, eighty. And uh, and the his investigative team, which he was he was asked to do this. People actually said, "Please, Sheriff Joe, Sheriff Joe, you've got to do this. You're the only is guy a we trust." Private detective now, besides being a warden. Yeah, I guess. Uh, he got several other selective, just, you know, he got like five or six selective service cards from the same post office and they're stamped with the full year, 1980, not just 80. And when you look at it, it is so obviously a forgery one, because, uh, uh, the post office always uses four digits for the date. But what they did is they, they got a stamp from 2008 Cut a rubber stamp, cut out the eight and the zero, reversed them, put them back in. And so President Obama's Selective Service card literally has a stamp on it that says July 29th, 8-0. And you know, I got to say, this is this is not small to me. This is and I know I mean, the whole birther thing, whatever. But this looks like it could be an actual fraudulent document. And as end of show, I'd like to play this. But, but where's this thing come from? Is it po- you know the problem with fraudulent documents that keep showing up is like the the, the Bush thing that was that was that got Dan Rather fired. fired and, yeah. uh, is that often a fraudulent document is is produced by the person trying to make somebody else look like they created the fraudulent document, and then they slip it into the stream. So I would create the document and then push <coughs> it into the stream. To make it look like Obama's p- passing off a fraudulent document when, in fact, he's not. 
Is the possibility that that's going on? Of because course. that's very common as a dirty trick. Of course it's possible. Of course. But it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that it's not out there. That it's I mean, it's not being reported on. And well, I don't know what you have to do to get anybody to report anything on Obama. I, I'm stunned that you found out. I thought I had an ace in the hole with the girls being in Mexico because I said, ah, Adam will never hear that. They're not reporting this because I knew that they were they put a kibosh on the reporting and right. you picked it up right. anyway. So well, that's uh, because uh, I have the No Agenda News Network as a resource. NoAgendaNewsNetwork.com, which is a free part of our service. It's all value for value. That thing's cooking, man. I don't know if you ever look at that. Yeah, I look at it every once in a while. It's got lots of stuff. I do have a request, though, for people. Please don't subscribe because, you know, you can put any RSS feed in there that you want. Please don't subscribe aggregators to the aggregator. You know, please yeah. don't put the, uh, you know, the uh, what is it? The Reddit conspiracy feed. It's like we don't need that. We need people who are uh, preferably independent people who are out there reporting stuff who do something good once in a while. You know, get them on and, you know, and and don't put like, you know, natural news feed. You know, that's annoying. I got to go take it out and I'm, I don't want to have to start banning feeds, but use your brain. What is going I mean, if you want, you know, the natural news feed, you'll go over there, find someone who's looking at things or do it yourself. Get a WordPress blog, put some links there that you think are interesting that pertain to the slaves of Gitmo Nation and then put that feed in. Don't just put stuff in there of other people like Infowars.com. Please don't put that in there. That 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 destroys the whole idea. Yeah, the idea is that this stuff is singular and different, not just somebody else's feed fed again. Yeah, and useful. I know you guys know this. I'm just saying. Yeah, people. You know, I appreciate that people are trying to make it better, but that's not really helping. Okay, so I do have a humorous clip. Okay. Well, actually, no. Let's go stay with the Iranian Hezbollah thing. No. So Aaron Burnett. Hey, Yahoo! Burn it, Aaron Burnett. I think she is being set up to get fired. But how many times keep- do we have to say this? So here's her on the Toulouse standoff. So there's like has you know Al Qaeda guy. Now see if you can find the illogic. When you watch her stuff, there's so much illogic. I would tell you what it is in advance. She is going to say that the guy, this this killer of the three Jewish people, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, and he's some kid, and they've got him in Toulouse, surrounded by police, and it's a standoff. But she makes this. The, she, I don't know if they got the story. Uh, they got the 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 script backwards or whatever. She, she says the guy's confessed. What to being the guy? What who? Who would he confess to? And now there's a standoff. I mean, when they when he confessed, wouldn't you arrest him on this? Oh, you oh, okay. Well, you come with us. No, apparently he's. This whole thing makes zero sense. But listen to this Aaron Burnett report, and I'm going to have to tell you. I'm going to tell you to kill it at some point. Right. As soon as they bring in the correspondent. I'm Aaron Burnett. Out front tonight, we have breaking news from France. After a standoff lasting nearly 24 hours, Reuters now reporting French police have begun an assault on the apartment where a self-described Al-Qaeda... An An assault? What's an assault? Don't assault me, bro. It's assault and battery. (laughs) Did she say assault? She said assault. Play it again. Assault. Assault. (laughs) She's a chiner. 
begun an assault on the apartment where a self-described <laughs> al-Qaeda militant accused of killing seven people is holed up. Now, just moments ago, three loud blasts were heard at the site of the standoff. The suspect apparently confessing to the killings of three French paratroopers, a Jewish rabbi, and three Jewish children over the past 10 days. Dan Rivers is live in the city of Toulouse. And Dan, uh, I guess you could, could hear those shots. What's the very latest uh, you're able to figure out is happening? Can we kill it here? Yeah, you can kill it. Yeah. Uh, it's like... Well, so uh, apparently they killed the guy. Oh, did they finally... Yeah, they like they, he he jumped out of the window, guns blazing. Look, <laughs> this is bull crap. This whole thing. This is, is Gladio. Like- this, this is leave behind Gladio. The uh, authorities kn- knew he was weird for ten years. This is well. All- here's another part of the story that's odd. He's supposedly Al Qaeda, and he was in the United States, and we deported him to France. Did well, you hear this one? Yeah, that's where we. Oh, ah, oh, there goes the microphone. There goes the microphone. We almost made it through a whole show. No, he's back. Not really. So why kind don't of. we take our our, our like every time we find someone's Al Qaeda and send them to Gitmo? Uh, I wish I, uh, I, wish no. I could talk. I wish I could talk. I'm gonna okay, uh, can't you fool around with it for uh, a minute. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um. I think this is something else. Oh, you think? Yeah. Really? This is uh, Operation Gladio style. Leave behinds. And the only thing I know is that this surely benefits Nicolas Sarkozy's election run right now. And he was on the scene immediately. And that is the that, I mean, you hate to think that um, the elites of the world could actually go to that length to bring in terrorism into your own country in order to enhance the possibility of uh, the incumbent being reelected. But I think we shall see the same thing here. We're being set up for it. I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm telling you, the weirdest thing about this, Toulouse, has anybody traveled to France and been around a little bit? Toulouse, I've been to Toulouse. Toulouse is like Hayward. It's like you'd have to, why would any be any activity there at all? It's ludicrous. Um, because you don't want uh, it to happy, happen in a city where pandemonium can break out. And you want easy access for the president to drive in and go check it out and for the photo yeah, I op. I guess that's it. For the photo op. So now, anyway, so then there was a second thing that she had on her show. I was, I only, I'm recording her show now to catch this what, you crazy. Have, you have more? Yeah, one more. Oh, cool. That she has, I'm trying to catch her crazy editorials at the end. And I've been missing the ending, so I have to extend the record time because they run yeah, over. Yeah, time. yeah, I know it always runs over. It's yeah. annoying, but yeah. anyway. So, uh, but well, they didn't get anything. I got this. She's got an ex CIA chief of counterterrorism guy mm. on the show talking about the Iranian killers, and she actually asked kind of an intelligent question, even though she doesn't follow <laughs> up on it. Yeah, about maybe this is a bunch of bull crap. All this, you know, the Iran's behind all these murders and all these crazy things going on, like the two guys that were going to kill the Saudi uh, attache here in the United States. Remember those two guys, those jabronis that got arrested. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the, the question you have to ask, of course, is why are, is I, why does Iran want to do this? What, how, what is it? How is this in a million years? Because gonna they're crazy, them? man. They're crazy. That's the, they're, they're trying Iran. to make it sound that way. They're crazy. 
people are not, these countries aren't going to do this just, well, I think we should just kill the guy for no good reason. There has to be a benefit. So you always have to you know, look at this over. And, and now, now this guy. Re-elect is, the president. I see no other CIA benefit. This CIA guy goes ballistic on her claiming it was Iranians. But if you listen carefully, and I'll explain it after he says it to deconstruct what he said, the logic is completely off the mark. But play this. I, I'm curious, though. I mean, of course, Iran, Iran denies all of this. And it, it does seem there's so much rhetoric out there right now that, um, you know, is it possible, Phil, that they're really not involved with with any of these things that they are, you know, people are saying that they're involved with, whether it be in Georgia or India or Thailand uh, or the Saudi ambassador? No, I'm a skeptical analyst, but I wouldn't buy that in a heartbeat. First of all, Iran has a history of assassination operations going back to the post-revolutionary period in the 80s. They were assassinating people in Europe, and this was pretty brazen in, in European countries that they were trying to build partnerships with. Now we have operations against the Iranians, for example, the Stuxnet operation against their nuclear facilities. You have assassinations of Iranian scientists in Tehran, and then the same techniques, sort of magnetized bombs tried used to try to to kill Israeli de- uh, diplomats in places like India, and you want to tell me that's not Iran? I don't buy it. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much. We appreciate Okay. All right. So let's look at the logic of what he just said. You had a, is, a, an Iranian killed by some mysterious assassin in uh, Iran, in Tehran, I guess, where they put the magnetic device and then they drove off on a motorcycle, right? Right. That was the MO. Right. So... The MO on the attempted assassination or an assassination of some some Israelis in India was the exact same. You put a magnetic thing on the thing, drive over the, the exact same MO. So thus, it's Iran. Now, wait a minute. The first one, they killed Iranians. How is that? Is the Iranians killing themselves? How does this work? What's the logic <laughs> so of I, using I, the exact same MO right. in two murders? Where half of the murders happen to well, be Iranians that he's, were killed. He's playing on the idiocy of the public like an eye for an eye. Whereas really you would then say, well, that's probably Mossad because that's what they were doing. Or it's CIA and we're blowing up our own people. Well, we weren't blowing up. I mean, the Israeli diplomats no, are not Israeli. our own people, no. A. And, <laughs> True. and the, the scientists is not our own people. We're not blowing up our own people if it was CIA. But I don't think it's CIA either, although he's defending or pushing this off on Iran. And he's ex-CIA, so I'm skeptical. But this logic was so blatantly weird that she should have said something. Oh, it's obviously Iranians doing this. Do you mean the Iranians killing the Iranian nuclear, uh, nuclear scientists? Is that what you're saying? I mean, it's unbelievable that this stuff is on the air. Well, it's I, again, I think it's playing into the stupidity of of the the viewing public. Now, if you want to talk about the, my final clip, oh boy, you are on a roll. The stupidity of the American. How about the stupidity of the hosts? Now, there's a big nothing to see here moment with a, a, a killing of a kid in Florida and yeah. some circumstances. And right. Al Sharpton, of oh. course, has to get in on this. No conference. Because Al Sharpton, you know, he was he was big on that Duke University thing where he ruined these kids lives because he doesn't even he doesn't know anything about it. But he's getting in on it anyway. So he's reading from a prompter. I have his clip at the beginning of a long tirade and then a clip at the end. The kid was apparently had some candy on him. And the first time I heard this, I said, this isn't right. This, there's no such candy as what he describes. The kid had some Skittles on him, which is a, you know, candy that you carry around. Yeah. Sharpton sees this, the word Skittles on the prompter. And he sees it as what? Play the clip. 
Neighborhood Watch captain says he shot the teen in self-defense, but the young man was not armed. He was going back home after buying an iced tea and Skillet's candy. No name calling, no incendiary language, just the facts. A young man dead. The assailant says self-defense. What is found on the young man, Skillet's and iced tea. Probable cause for an arrest. Hey, man, Skillet is a dangerous weapon, dude. <laughs> what, what an, an hole <laughs> They pay this guy more money than we make on this show to say skillets. He can't even I mean, read it's that. Unbelievable to me. He can't even read that, can he? Oh man. Do you think anyone's watching it? Any of the brass, you know, the MSNBC people are watching? Oh, they like, have to be. They must be beside themselves. They, I mean, know what the meetings are like. You know what these suits are like. Oh, my God. This guy's terrible. What are we going to do to get rid of him? Oh, we can't get rid of him. He's got too much, you know, too many clout. followers. Yeah, you know, he's clout. got a big bunch of Twitter followers for all we know. They're, they don't know what to do. They're complete. I guarantee they're com- beside themselves. And the guy who hired him is probably on, sitting there, you know, looking up and down in the corner, worried sick. <laughs> You're right. Oh crap! I can't believe that. Oh man. Let me see if uh, where's that no conflict clip? No conflict. That, that was so awesome. Where was that? It's funny because when you do a Google search, Google automatically says, "No, you must be looking for conflict." No, idiot. I want conflict. I'm looking at search.nashownotes.com. Ah, see, now you can't find it. How much does that suck? That's too bad. I wish I knew what, where that. Remember that was that was a great clip. Oh, there's a couple. We got a lot of. You can get all you have to do is watch this show and you get a clip. Yeah, but the no conflict was like that was no pretty good. No conflict was bad. That was that was my my favorite 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 one. Oh man, wish I could find that. Maybe someone can email me the clip of no conflict and we can play. We're almost done, so I'd love to play it at the very end. Wait, Sharpton teleprompter? Could that be it? It could be. Yeah, Why don't you play and see what it says? Let me see. I'm pulling it up right now. Hold on. It's a three two niner. Um, hmm. Hold on a second. 329. What was that? That was 2011, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, let me see. Uh, three, One of the first ones, perhaps. August? Does that sound right? Just play it. Yeah, well, I got to get to it. You know, it's like, oh. it's, like a, it's a system here. Oh, that's right. You got you to some sort of, you're running a Zoom. <laughs> Night is the measure of whether the country begins in the state of Wisconsin a national drive to push back or whether we have more to go to build a movement of resistance. But resist, we must. (laughs) We must and we will much about that be committed. (laughs) Joining me now. That wasn't the one, but this is good, too. That's one of my favorites, the much one. Much, much, much. Resist we much. (laughs) We much. He says it again. But resist we much. (laughs) Yeah, it is pretty sad that he's making so much money. And we're just like pussing around like a bunch of jabronis. Uh, That's really... Please find me the no conflict. Yeah, maybe it'll go from there to current. Uh, well, eventually they all wind up at current, don't they? Yeah, they have to. They do. 
Um, I think, uh, I mean, there's lots of stuff. I think I'll save that until, uh, until Sunday. I've got Gitmo Nation jewelry, which is good from one of our uh, producers who is wearing. I got some stuff too. I got a, I've got a D I'm still working on some details, but I've got a deconstruction of, uh, actually I've got a, it's a really good find of some a Clooney on, on, on the Charlie Rose show. Oh, wow. With of course, you know, who was sitting there too. Always. Oh, Prendergrast. And, uh, I've got Prendergrast cueing him. I think it's Prendercast. Or Prendercast, whatever. Cueing Clooney? Cueing him. Really? It's beautiful. So I'll do that on Sunday. Okay. And I've got uh, a big vaccine scam coming in against tuberculosis, which is pretty amazing. Mm. Yeah. This is going to be a bonanza because, of course, we need some more vaccines to be able to make money. Uh, and there's a huge pedo bear, pedo bear thing taking place in Gitmo Nation Lowlands, which is pretty outrageous. Uh, I was thinking of getting into that, although I'm, I'm always afraid of those guys. Yeah, you might want to. Yeah, I got to be careful. Push that okay. off. Then the only thing I'll leave you with today, uh, you know, in Uganda we have a new problem besides Coney. We have the nodding disease. Are you familiar with this? It's not a sleeping sickness. No, it's uh, the weld. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read from uh, this. This is the headlines vary, and they're trying to tone it down. But the World Health Organization is on high alert about a new Ugandan outbreak of the nodding disease, and apparently, it. Uh, I'll give you the headline in a second. After, uh, oh, hold on. I think someone sent it to me. Perfect. Um. Apparently, what happens is these kids they 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 go into these like seizures and then they can't you know they're they're talking weird they're walking weird and they get really aggressive. Headline: Baffling illness strikes Africa turns children into mindless zombies. Oh God! And and so the, you know, they think this might have to do with the black flies and their parasitic worm. Little-known disease emerged in Sudan in the 1960s, a fatal mentally and physically disabling disease that only affects children between the ages of 5 and 15, currently restricted to small regions, regions of South Sudan, Tanzania, and northern Uganda. And, uh, but they're saying it turns them into zombies. And, First, the, and the World Health Organization is on watch to see if this thing isn't contagious and could cripple children across the globe. Have I not been telling you for three years, the zombies are coming. They are coming. John, look, I, I don't know. Yeah, 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 I'm getting the picture here. This is a CNN report, which they've, they've actually, they went back and they changed it. They removed words like the zombie virus, because I have the two uh, next to each other. They also removed violent behavior in some children. They took that out. Because, of course, you know, people are like freaking zombies, man. All right, someone sent me a Sharpton thing. Let's see what no, this is. No known uh, cure for the disease. Yeah, place Sharpton and it will be done. Since the Supreme Court announced it would consider challenges to President Obama's health care law, we've told you about conflicts of interest two of the justices face. On the same day the court decided to hear the case, Justices Clarence Thomas and Scalia spoke at a fundraiser for the conservative legal group, the Federalist Society. Their tables at the event were right next to lawyer Paul Clement's table. 
Here's a little issue to think about. Clement will likely be the lawyer to argue against the law before the Supreme Court. Of course, being cozy with... This is the one. It's just I don't know where he says it. Clement is it just... already. Oh, you missed it. No, he did. No, 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 no. He did say conflict earlier. Yeah, but then he says Kermit here. Okay, go play. Of course, being cozy with Clement isn't Justice Thomas's only conflict. As we've told you, his <laughs> wife coming. Jenny started a Tea Party group that calls for the repeal of health care law, and she's saying things like this. Nah. I don't want to play the whole thing. It's like three minutes. Uh, I, come on, people. Yeah, it was at the beginning. He said conflict. No, but then he said, no, he says no conflict. At the end, he says no conflict. So let's get this straight. Here it is. Fox focuses on Justice Elena Kagan rather than on Thomas and Scalia. One issue off the bat with the Fox report, they say Kagan should recuse herself because of Article 28 in the U.S. Constitution. That article doesn't exist. Beyond that, legal experts say Kagan's email doesn't suggest she worked on the health care law or played a big part in his passage. So there's no real conflict. <laughs> there must be a pile of spit in front of him on the stage. No after real conflict. Speaking. I tell there's you, there's no, no real conflict. All right. Uh, I'm not going to play. Just take, the little, take a little, just take that no real conflict. And, yeah. and double clip it as a I as an evergreen. Yeah, shorty. I, I got to clip that out. Okay, I'm not going to play the. Uh, you can go to the show notes three nine or three dot dot com. That's where you can find uh, the the sheriff Joe stuff running a little bit long. I do have Holder talking about brainwashing people about guns. It's kind of a funny clip from 1995. Eh, we'll save it for Sunday. We got some stuff to do. Right. All right. So um, a reminder. Coming up on the No Agenda stream, Bear Crawling Live, 9.30 Eastern Time tonight, hosted by Charles McFall. Make sure you catch that. And uh, I shall be wading through a lot of uh, archive C-SPAN today, since I didn't wasn't able to catch all of that uh, lone wolf terrorism in the USA. And uh, a couple books I've been reading, too. Uh, there's, uh, you know, Tim Weiner, the... Uh, or Weiner, the guy who uh, wrote the Legacy of Ashes, he just came out with a new book about the FBI and J. Edgar Hoover. Oh, yeah, I'm reading that. So that'll be pretty cool. Coming to you from Camp Mofo here in the Drone Star State, which is the capital of uh, Austin, Texas, or it is the capital of Texas. It's in Austin. In the morning, everybody. My name's Adam Curry, and from Northern Silicon Valley, where the sun is now shining, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back on Sunday with another jam-packed episode filled of goodness and uplifting news. Right here on No Agenda. Dvorak.org slash N-A